ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
your mission Yeah, oh Lord, my will to do your will I'll preach your word, I'll build your church And I'll do it again and again But Jesus, you gave your son You gave your love And you turned my life all around You gave your life to serve serve you for the rest of my days oh 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 oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they will. 
There's a clapping test going on. We are checking. We have made a promise that our hand claps in this conference will be loud. They will be long. Loud and long. Beautiful. God bless you. All right. All right. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. May your blessings in life stand out like your hand clap. Yes. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen... You know, one of the things that I can't handle is when you go to a restaurant and you order good food and your saliva levels start to rise in anticipation of the good food. You can't concentrate on your phone. You can't concentrate on your conversation with the next person. You need the thing to arrive. And then smells are wafting across. But the waiter is not bringing that thing. It's not a good thing. Then when he arrives and he's walking towards you, he has come with a plate of towels. What is that? We need that. We need that thing. We need that thing. I'll come with a plate of towel. Then he'll go. Then you see him again. Then he's brought fork and knife on a plate. What is going on? We need food. Uh, so today I don't want to be like that waiter. Uh-huh. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce to you that the moment you've been waiting for is here. Is here. Out of Shepherding 2021, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear the word of the living God coming to you for your life, for your ministry. 
And I made a promise. I said, I, 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 I'm not the one preaching, but I'm promising you that your life will not be the same again after this conference. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, without much ado, I want to introduce to you the man through whom God is about to change your life and change your ministry. He stands as the convener of the Makane denomination, the Makane Church International, overseeing churches in Ghana, in other African countries like Zambia and Zimbabwe. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who brings to us years of experience, a seasoned minister, one who has accompanied with our father, the prophet, evangelist Doug Heward Mills, for many years, a medical doctor by profession, but now a pastor extraordinaire. Please join me this morning, and let's welcome to this pulpit, the Bishop Edwin Morgan Oko, come on, ladies and gentlemen, let me hear you this morning. Come on, make some noise, come on. policy so we clap our hands what a blessing it's my greatest joy to welcome you and you and you and you and you watching via Facebook, YouTube, want to welcome you to the 2021 edition of the Art of Shepherding Conference. You are in a good place. I said you are in a good place. You chose to company with the right people. And God is going to do something good. I like your hand clap, I tell you. It's very encouraging. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. And hallelujah. 
well that was my way of welcoming myself and welcoming you to this experience of a lifetime and uh, I sincerely believe that God has something very very special for your life this week now this is not a church service this is a gathering of leaders and a gathering of those who are on their way to becoming leaders in the church and I believe that since we are not just ordinary church members but church leaders we are going to enjoy something special coming from God's presence into your life I want to say straight away that everyone standing here in this auditorium and those of you who are online everyone who is hooked on has a ministry you are a possessor of a ministry by the grace of God now it is that ministry that God has given you that is going to be the subject of our interaction these days that are ahead of us and on behalf of my pastor, my prophets, my father, Bishop Doug Ewan Mills, I want to welcome you to this conference. He is here with us. His spirit is here with us. His presence is here with us. And I know that our lives will not be the same again. Put your hands together for the man God has anointed, the man God has raised, because of whose ministry we are here in the first place. Clap your hands and help me to celebrate. Bishop Doug Ewart Mills. Hallelujah. I think at this time you may want to bow your head with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are very grateful to you for this amazing encounter we are scheduled to have with you. Thank you for making it possible for us to arrive here thank you for making it possible for those who are online to come on thank you for the many destinies that are going to be transformed by this encounter this week we know that our lives truly will not be the same again have your way have your way may we never be the same again in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated.
and uh, on behalf of Bishop Dagiwad Mills, I want to specially welcome all our non-UD participants who have come from the east, the west, the south, and the north to be a part of this great experience. I believe that God will sharpen you because his word tells us that iron sharpens iron. Hallelujah. So expect major inputs to be made in your life and your ministry this week. Hallelujah. And so today, or this morning, I want to take off with a very important um, question. Now, this conference is a very special conference and the original speaker here is Bishop Dagiwad Mills. He is the original speaker here in this conference. Hallelujah. And um, he has given me the privilege to have this conference and minister to you. And so, which, which privilege I'm going to use very well. Amen. You can clap your hands for Jesus. I'm going to use the privilege very well. And uh, I, I, I also want to say that the material I'm going to use in this conference will certainly be the teaching notes and the preaching notes of Bishop Dagiwad Mills. It is his notes I am going to use. And by the grace of God, I have his notes. <laughs> I have his notes. So, I'm going to use his notes because if he was the one standing here, what he would say is what I'm going to say to you. Hallelujah. And uh, I, 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 I have his notes with me. And uh, fortunately, you are also going to receive some of the notes. I was expecting a louder hand clap than that. Now, his notes for ministry. Now, this is a man God anointed and appointed as a pastor. And he began his ministry as a student. The church was a very small church. A few members. Very, very few members. But over the years... That little church that was started in Kolebu Teaching Hospital, specifically at the School of Hygiene, now has grown into an international, multi-denominational church in 94 countries and counting. With over 6,000 congregations all over the world. Now, that is the man whose conference we are attending. The man God raised and anointed 
to build a church. A church which began in a classroom. It began in a classroom. I I, I need to give you this background so that everything is put into the right perspective. That little church which began in a classroom and has grown over the years into many, 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 many thousands. I mean, some of us don't even count our church members in hundreds. The members under us. The sheep under us. Some of us cannot count our members, the members in in your church. You cannot count 100. By the grace of God, this man, this anointed servant of God, has, by the grace of God, established over 6,000 churches and congregations. Not members. Not members. And the way you are clapping your hand tells me that you also have hope that if God could use him to do what he has done, then there is hope for your church. There's hope for your ministry. There's hope for your congregation. Because God is no respecter of persons. He is no respecter of persons. Clap your hands once again. Clap your hands once again. God is no respecter of persons. Now, you may be, please be seated. Now, what is very important for you to understand is that the principles he used to pastor his church is what we are also going to learn from. Hallelujah. Because it's the same God, the same spirit. I said the same God, the same spirit, the same power. It's not another power or another spirit. It's the same power. It's the same spirit. It's the same God. And I am confident that your ministry will also see a major turnaround. If only we will be careful to go with the vision God gave him. So today, in this conference, the, the, the notes I am going to preach from are from two books which are part of the Macarius 60 library. I'll talk about that later on in the conference. But there are two books I want to highly recommend because that is really what we are here to learn about. And the first book bears the name of this conference. The first book bears the name of this conference. And so your guess is right. It is The Art of Shepherding. That's the first book. The Art of Shepherding. The Art of Shepherding. You are going to be a great shepherd. And you are going to raise shepherds. 
It is this art. It is this way of building the church that God anointed Bishop Dagwood Mills to use to build the church which has become what it is today as the United Denominations. The second book I'm going to borrow heavily from, I'm going to teach from, is what it means to become a shepherd. What it means to become a shepherd. Actually, I am going to start this morning with this book. What it means to become a shepherd. Hallelujah. So, without wasting much time, I want to go to chapter one of this book. What it means to become a shepherd. You know, this conference is called the art of shepherding. Is the art of shepherding. And we are going to learn about this very important subject. It's a subject. And it is very important that every believer, every Christian, every child of God, it's very important that everyone understands this subject. So I am going to share with you from chapter one of this book, which is titled, What is a Shepherd? What is a shepherd? And I'm going to generally read. What is a shepherd? When we say the art of shepherding, it means how to be a shepherd. Now, what is a shepherd? When we say a shepherd, what is a shepherd? Now, I would like you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Verse number 36. Very important verse. It says, but when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted. Watch it carefully. They fainted. And were scattered abroad. As sheep having no shepherd. I want to take it again. Can I take it again? But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. That is Jesus. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. I am going to 
generally read line by line from this. Because there is a very important message you need to understand. You see, today, I want to ask you to throw away your 20 years of pastoring history. I want you to forget that you have been a pastor for the past 15 years. We don't need that here. We don't need that here. I have been a pastor, 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 preaching pastor for close to 30 years. I'm not, I'm not bringing it here. Because you see, there's an anointing that is going to speak to us today. And that anointing must meet a very, very humble heart. Yes, the Bible says that with meekness, with meekness, we receive the engrafted word, which is able to save our souls. Meekness. I know that your soul is saved, but some of us, our churches are not saved. Our ministries are not saved. Some of us, our, our ministries must be saved from smallness. A ministry which is a permanent dwarf but, and cannot grow. Some of us have got fellowships. You have been at it for one year. You cannot rise above six members. That is why I'm saying that today, today at least for a change, let us put aside our titles and our CVs and our, our, our backgrounds that make us feel that we have attained and achieved something. And let us rather with humility, say humility, humility, receive the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Now, Please listen to me as I read. Mighty things are going to happen here this morning. There is no need for us to struggle with the definition of who a shepherd is. There is no need for us to struggle with a definition because we are going to define who is a shepherd. And why should we set aside a week to talk about shepherding and shepherd and shepherds? Why? A shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. A shepherd is someone whom God has called. To look after sheep. That's a shepherd. A shepherd is a caring guide. Whom God has called. And it's a calling. God calls people. Today in the body of Christ. There are people who feel that God has called them to become millionaires. There are people who feel that God has called them to become governors and Christian MPs. No problem. No problem. 
There are people who feel that God has called them to become supporters of political parties so that they can bring the fear of God into the parties. No problem. (laughs) No problem. But I'm saying to you in English that God also calls people. He is looking for a certain category of people. That is what he said. said, When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because the people, the people, God's people, that he loves, he cares for, they fainted. They, they, see, to faint means to lose energy. So much that you cannot even stand. To faint doesn't mean to die. Fainting is not dying. When you faint, it doesn't mean you have died or you are dead. When you faint, you are alive. But there's no life in you. There's no energy in you. Depending on which part of Ghana you, you are, they may have to give you mass kenke or some heavy porridge or some oats for energy to come inside of you. Yes. But, but the most important thing is that when somebody faints, the person is not dead. He is alive. But he has no energy. He can't even stand. If somebody faints, last Sunday, we were, our, our dancers were dancing, and somebody almost fainted in a way because he couldn't stand up. We had to carry her away. And then when I investigated, I realized that hunger was also part of the problem. This is just last Sunday, a few days ago. <laughs> see, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus wants to see his children having energy. Energy. Energy, strength. Like I have energy this morning. I don't think I'm anywhere near fainting. I have energy this morning. But God's people, Jesus, he saw that God's people had no energy. And many of us who are pastors and shepherds, Don't know that your members don't have any energy. Energy for what? Energy for what? Energy to be Christians. Yes. Energy to be Christians. Energy to serve God. Energy. Energy to say no to sin. Because to say no, you see, no, N-O. No, the, the English has got many words. You know, there are short words and long words. Some of the short words are like I. I, I, it's a word. Or even O, it's a word. It's a word. Then we have short words like No. Which is very different from 
kleptomania or tintinabulation or supercalifragilistic espialidocious. It's a word in the Bible. It's it's a dictionary. No, it's a very easy word to pronounce. Everybody say no. Even stammerers can say no. <laughs> a stammerer may not be able to pronounce her name, but she can say no. Can you believe that there are Christians who cannot say no to Betten? Betten. Your members that you have left to come here, they are there. They are Betten now. I shouldn't say it. Your members cannot say no to sex and fornication and pornography. They can't say no, no. They can't. When a girl offers herself to some of your male members, they kneel down and make a sign of the cross. Because they, you see, you see them alive, going to school, going to work, marrying eating, traveling abroad, but when it comes to spiritual things, they have no energy. No energy to even sit in the church for two hours in the service. They want to come late and leave early. No energy to concentrate. They sit in the church for the two hours. They are on their phones. No energy to to focus on God. No energy to focus on God. I mean, they cannot even concentrate on a choir singing or someone soloist ministering, let alone preaching. They just can't sit still. There's no energy to, to concentrate on what they feel they gave themselves to to be saved. Please sit down for me. No energy. No energy. So when Jesus saw them, he noticed two things. And this is over 2,000 years ago. You may think that because, I mean, I don't know, for whatever reason, this problem should, look, there is nothing in the Bible 6,000 years ago that is not around today. There is not, look, never read a verse in the Bible and think that it is past. Including the way you are relating with that boy. Including how you are with that woman and that, never read Solomon and think that Solomon is past. Solomon is tomorrow. Solomon is tomorrow. And they were also scattered. They were scattered. They were scattered. That is, the members could not be gathered together. I'm explaining. What is a shepherd? Why are we here? What are we doing here? 
What are we looking for here? We have come here to learn about something. And I'm reading. Number one is that the, 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 the people of God had fainted. They had no energy for spiritual things. And number two is that they were scattered. You see, God always wants to gather his people. God always wants to gather his people. He wants his children to be together. In fact, you can see that one also in Matthew 23, verse 36. You see, I said, um, go to 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often, this is Jesus. If you, your Bible is a good Bible, you see that it is read. This is Jesus speaking. How often would I have gathered thy children? Gathered. God likes his children to be together. Not that when that is Sunday morning, 80 are in church and 370 are in town. Because most of us know that not all our members are in church on Sunday morning. Unless I'm passing a different church on a different, in a different world. How often would I have gathered thy children? Gathered thy children. And the other word, just in case you don't understand, gathered is together. I wanted to gather your people together. God always wants us to be together. God doesn't want us to scatter and separate. You are there. This one is there. Some members don't come on Tuesday. Some are uh, uh, on leave on Sunday. Sometimes if you're a pastor, it is as if the church members, they all meet and decide that next week, this group, those wearing black should come. And then all those wearing white and yellow shouldn't come. I mean, it is as if they meet to have a discussion. How many of you can identify with what I'm saying? That at our, our churches we are pastoring, that is what is going on. The church you, are, you have left to come for the conference, I'm describing your members to you. That your members, they don't have energy to read their Bible, but they have energy to watch series. Say fainting. fainting. I'm explaining fainting to you. I'm saying that they have energy to watch Nigerian movies, South African movies, Indian movies, Kumkumbaja movies. But when it comes to reading their Bible, Bible reading, no energy. Tell me about that's why we are here. Is there anybody who, who has a fellowship or a ministry or a congregation with members like I'm describing? Is there anybody here like, like your members are like the people I'm talking about? Can I see your hand? Aha. Uh-huh. That is why we are here. Because when Jesus saw this, this Matthew 9, what did he do? Look at it, Matthew 9. 37 now. He said 
to his disciples. The harvest is truly plenteous. Any pastor who wants to have hope, I'm giving you a sentence that gives you hope. The sentence is, the harvest is plenteous. That is, you can have a lot of members. I can have a lot of members. She can have a lot. Plenteous means that plenty. Nobody is, 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 has, been, has been commissioned by God to pastor only 15 members. Plenteous means plenty. I don't think plenteous is six. Is it my English? I mean, is plenteous 11? No. When we say plenty, plenty oranges. A lot of oranges in, the, in a truck. May the number of your members be the same as the, the number of grains of sand in a truck. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Harvest. Harvest. And the laborers are few. The people. And, and this is what concerns Christ. We claim we are pastors. We claim we are God's servant. But what concerns Christ doesn't concern you. I, I, I don't know whether the Bible says, Amos 3 says, can two people walk together except they be agreed? We cannot walk together except that we agree. And God is concerned about the number of laborers. You don't have that on your mind. He is not happy when laborers are few. You don't even have few laborers. Many of us, you are the only one in your, in your center. You are the only one in your center. You are the only one in your church. It's like you and your wife who have made the church into a family business. I'm saying that even few laborers, he didn't like it. And many of us here don't have few laborers. The people who are with you in that small group working, in fact, it's a small because you, you don't have even few laborers. In fact, they are not even laborers. They are sympathizers. No, I'm asking you, Pastor, how many laborers do you have in your church working with you? When Jesus saw few laborers, he wasn't happy. The laborers are few. The laborers are few. It concerns Christ. Today, I'm telling you, pastor, you know, when you are going to write an exam, you must ask yourself, where is the marking scheme? Where is the marking? What is going to be used to mark me? If you're going to write to Asi, you have to ask yourself, who's marking scheme? You attend uh, Pearl of the East, primary, um, JHS. Or SHS. Which one is uh, Wasi? SHS. Pearl of... Sorry. SHS is Wasi. Yeah. Pearl of the East SHS. Your headmaster is Mr. Dovlo. Mr. Dovlo. Is it Mr. Dovlo's marking scheme you are going to use to pass Wasi? I want to ask you a question. Wh- whose marking scheme do you need to know about? 
Waek, Marking skin. Waek. If it is wasi, we don't need Mr. Dovlo. My dear friend, one day, you will stand before God as a pastor. Yeah. And this is a marking scheme. One of the things he will ask you, he will ask you how many Mercedes-Benz cars you bought. How many microphones you bought. One of the questions, the past question is, how many laborers were working with you? Yeah, because Jesus noticed it. These are the words of Jesus. It's not my revelation. I'm, 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 it's, he said, the laborers, the laborers are few. That is, you see, you need to notice the things Jesus notices. In fact, when you are with someone important, it's very, it will help you to notice the things that important person notices. If the person notices a choir that doesn't move well, you should also notice it. If the person notices lateness, you must notice it. I want to inform you that Jesus notices the number of people working with you. He notices the number of people. And my question in English is, how many laborers do you have? So the next thing he said in verse 38 is, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers. I declare that God is going to send laborers into your midst. Laborers into your sheepfold. Anyone under the sound of my voice who is doing ministry as a one-man thousand minister, as a one-man thousand pastor, as a one-man thousand leader of a congregation, today marks the end of one-man thousand. Today marks the end of you and some three sickly-looking shepherds. Today marks the end of you and some five leaders. When you meet your leaders, you are six. I said, today marks the end of you and some eight leaders. Today marks the beginning of you and plenty. Shout plenty. Say plenty. Say plenty. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, please be seated. We are learning. We are learning. In the Bible, God's people are called sheep. That's why we are here. God's people are called sheep. I'm explaining what a shepherd is. What is a shepherd? God's people are called sheep. And raises up men. He calls shepherds to look after these sheep. God raises up men. Of course, and women. Don't be angry with me. Men and women. He ra- it is one of the things on God's mind. That how many women and men have been raised not as millionaires, but as shepherds of a sheep. God does not see us as a collection of snakes, lizards, cats, and dogs. God sees us as sheep who need love, care, and guidance 
God sees us as sheep who need love. We are not snakes. Pastor, your, the members in your church, they are not cats. <laughs> they are not cats. <laughs> your members are not dogs. How do I know? Turn your Bible to Psalm 95. Verse 6. Psalm 95. Oh, come. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Verse 7. For he is our God. Is God our God? And we are the people of his pasture. And the snakes of the backyard. What are we? What are we? He is our God and we are what? The cats. What are we? We are the sheep. We are the sheep. It's the first big thing you must know today. Every member in your care, under your hand, I tell you, whether he is old, he is young, he is educated, he's not been to school before, he is new, he is old. Whatever member is under you, my dear friend, uh, you see, I'm building. I, today we are building from, from ground zero. Your, your members are not cats. Even if they are called Joseph, they are not cats. <laughs> yes. Even if your member is called Joseph Brown, he's not a cat. Your members are not cats. Tell your neighbor through your face, man, your members are not cats. They are not snakes. They are sheep. They are sheep. Somebody listening, and you see, and those of you, those of you who are in Accra and are watching me online, we, we, we are streaming this conference, not for you. The, the, the conference is for some people in Brazil and some sisters in America and a, and a brother in Venezuela who couldn't make it here. If you are in Accra, you shouldn't be sitting in front of a phone watching me in this conference. Better find your way here. Because if you are serious about anything, the life, the life, being at the, at the stadium is different from watching TV. I shouldn't say such things at the conference. I'm saying, don't think you are smart. I'm telling that whatever you are getting from this conference will not be more than 10%. Because there is nothing like being at the, at the place I said, there is nothing, no television camera can transport what is happening at a place to you lazy man in your room. <laughs> I just saw us, one of them has come. When I began to warn them, somebody just came from his office. <laughs> so, so, so the preaching is working. Clap your hands for Jesus. Somebody has just come. <laughs> No, see, people think they are smart. 
People think they are fast. It's like, ah, why should I take a car? Why should I walk from my house? Or why should I whatever and, and, and take dropping or take Uber? Ah, and go to that far place. Far place. When you were chasing the girl, did you use mobile phone? Did you watch her on the screen? Did you go to her house? Did you go to her school? Don't bring your own self. Because no matter what you are doing, being with the girl live is different from talking on the phone. Hi, baby. You don't, there's no feeling. So I'm calling on all those who are watching in Accra to do what is right. We, we are very happy here. <laughs> you, you, you are missing something. And, and it's worse if you are in OEB in this area. <laughs> Please, the, the, the conference must continue. Male joy. Say, my members are sheep. Say, my members are sheep. Yes. Every member under you is a sheep. Now, based on what a person is, you must be very careful how you relate with, with him. Based on who or what a person is. Because they say that you, you look into the... You see, it is when you see that somebody is from a certain country, I don't want to mention, when you identify that he's from a certain country, then you give him rice. I don't want to continue the, 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 the dark saying. That's it. We look at the face before we give rice. And I will say, we look at the face before we give banku and... And, and okra soup. Hey, hey, come on. So when your member is a sheep, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Because God's, God's rats, God, you see, God is concerned about sheep. He doesn't care about snakes. He doesn't care about cats. That's why he said that we are the people of his pasture. And the sheep, everybody say we are sheep. sheep. Say we are sheep. sheep. Now let's go on. I'm reading in English. Bishop is speaking. I told him I'm using his notes. He said, I am writing this book. This book. Because it is my strong belief that many people can join in taking care of God's sheep. It is time for us to rise up and join the great work of looking after God's people. That is what this conference is about. Looking after God's people. Being a shepherd is one of the greatest jobs of all time because our Lord loves the people and sees them as sheep who need care and guidance. So when you become a shepherd, you are taking on a great thing, a very great thing. Being a shepherd is a very great job. That is why it is the job that was given to Apostle Peter, the head of the church. Remember, in John 21 verse 15, Jesus told Peter to prove his love for him. By feeding and caring for the sheep. John 21. He said to him. To Simon Peter. Simon. Son of Jonas. 
Lovest thou me more than this? I said, do you love me? Do you love me? More than this? He said to him, yeah, Lord. You know that I love thee. Then he said to him, can we have New King James? New King James version. He said to him again, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you love me? Today we sit in the church and we define for ourselves what it means to love God. And I'm saying that there's a marking scheme. Those of you who think that loving God means that you must, you must, you must clean the church. I'm showing you what the Bible is saying. He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then he said to him, tune the sound in the church. That's it. Matthew 21, 15. Which, which Bible are you using? Or is it the new King James I'm using? Should we change it to the real King James? It's okay like that. Yes. He said, do you love me more than this? And he said to him, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, share the communion. What did he tell what? What did Jesus Christ, our Lord, say to Peter as evidence of his love? What was it? Feed my lamps. Verse 16. He said to him the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, dance on the stage. Verse 17. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. You are are asking such questions that are irritating me. Then Jesus said to him, play the drums. What did Jesus say to him three times? Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. If you don't understand lambs and sheep, at least you should understand feed. Care for the... Let me tell you, there is nothing in the church more important to him than the human beings. You cannot claim to care for the microphones more than human beings. You can't claim to care for the, for the, for the tiles on the, on the floor more than human beings. He said, as, as proof that you love me. If you really love me. You, let's go on. There are two categories of people in every church. Can you clap your hands for this book? Listen to it carefully. Now, this is a very big point I'm making. It's a very, very big point. There are two categories of people in every church. 
shepherds and sheep. I don't know how to say this. Look, in the church, you are either a shepherd or you are a sheep. Today, I'm asking you, What are you? What are you? Who are the sheep in the church? The sheep in the church are not just the pew warmers. No. Instrumentalists are sheep. Cleaners in the church are sheep. If this meeting ends now, you've got something to take home. Choristers are sheep. Christian fornicators are sheep. Sound engineers are sheep. Mr. Video Man is a sheep. It's a sheep. You know, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm trying to help you. I don't want you to have a mind that when you say sheep, it's just people who come to sit in the church, give an offering, give an, a, a, a nod of approval to services, don't do anything in the church. They are the sheep. No. The instrumentalist, the lady, this our keyboardist in the church is the lady here. This lady is a sheep. Note it carefully. These ashes wearing suits, looking like pastors, they are not shepherds. Yeah, because you can dress in a way and give you yourself a feeling. No, no, I, I'm telling you. You see, uh, there, are, there are Christian brothers who stay in the church for so long a time that they start calling themselves pastors. And people refer to them as pastors and reverend. There was a brother in the church I used to pastor before who brought a member to the church. And this brother has been in the church for close to almost 25 years. So Sunday morning, I asked a, I asked a brother, the, the, the new member, oh, who brought you to church? So, Reverend Francis. Reverend, I, I, I realized that no, the church we are in, there was no, re, we've got reverends there. At that time, we had Reverend Albert, Reverend Michael, Reverend, Reverend Francis. I said, are you sure he's, oh, he's here? Why is he? Then he pointed to, the man who brought him, and truly, he was Francis. 
but he had told the convert that he's a reverend. Today, I will razzmatazz you. We have just started. We are moving and we are building. You can be in the church for a long time, so long that you, you start referring to yourself as, as a man of God. A servant of God. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not about what you are calling yourself. As I, it's not about, in fact, in fact, in fact, you can even call yourself pastor. You can, you can even call yourself shepherd. You know, the church I pastor, right now, it, it's sad. Because people start calling themselves shepherds when they pass an exam. Already it is spoiling. Because here in our church, we write exams. Yes. <laughs> we write. We write exams in English. You take multiple choice questions. When you finish, the result comes. You got minus six. Minus. Because it's plus one, minus one. And now in the church already, when people write the exam and they get 60%, they get 80%, they pass very well because it is an exam, and truly so, to make you a shepherd. Please be seated. It's, it's an exam, truly so, to make you a shepherd. It's to make you a shepherd. But a shepherd is not somebody who has passed an exam. of us who are pastors, if you understood this, your church would have been a bigger church by now. Yes. You are either a shepherd or a sheep. A shepherd is basically a pastor. Not somebody who calls himself a pastor. A, a, real, a shepherd is basically a pastor. Indeed, in many languages, there is not a different word for shepherd and pastor. There are many languages. Swahili, the, the, the word for the man who cares for sheep. Who takes care of sheep. I don't know those of, us, those of you who are in Tanzania or Kenya, you will know. It's the same word. The word for pastor is the same word for shepherd. That is Sheep in town, sheep in town, the man who cares for the sheep. Yeah. In Nigeria, in Yoruba, Yoruba language. Are you a Nigerian? Are you Igbo or Yoruba? Or the South? Okay. Can you speak Yoruba? I don't know how to speak Yoruba. Okay. We have one here. All right. Sir, what is the Yoruba word for pastor? Can, can you please give him the microphone? Olushoa Guto. Olushoa Guto. Yes. Can you please say it again? It's a nice word. Olushoa Guto. 
Oluswagu. So that's the word for pastor. Yeah, the shepherd. <laughs> he's, already, he's already confusing me. <laughs> do you know, do you have sheep in Nigeria? Sure, sir. Sheep, animal sheep? Yes, sir. Are there people who care for the sheep? Yes, sir. Who take them to go and eat? Yes, sir. The English is shepherd. Yes. What is the Yoruba word for that man? Olushuagutan. It's the same word exactly, yes, sir. for a pastor. Yes. Wow. Please say it again. So the man, the man who pastors a church, yeah. Pastor Femi Oladipo, is the same as Mr. The man on the field. The Nigerians yes, <laughs> have a way of saying it well. The man on the field. <laughs> And both of them are called what? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a shepherd, you are a pastor. It's the same work. It's the same work. It's the same work. It's the same work. Hush. It's the same work. My dear friend, you don't need to be appointed a pastor before you see yourself as a pastor. You don't need to be called a reverend before you see yourself as a pastor. A pastor is a shepherd. You see, I'm, please sit down. Let me just read something to you. He said, Bishop says, I prefer using the word shepherd because it helps everyone to understand what the work entails. I prefer using the term shepherd because it is a clearer definition of what a pastor really is. Being a shepherd means you must see people as sheep and relate with them as such. There are many strange interpretations of the interpretations of the word pastor, and everyone has his own idea of what a pastor should be or do. However, when you say you are a shepherd, you immediately know that your job is looking after sheep. And I'm saying today that no one should call himself pastor or shepherd by just an appointment. Where are your sheep? Any man of God, he... Let me continue. Obviously, if you are a shepherd, you cannot look after people who do not have sheep-like characteristics and cannot be led, guided, taught, or cared for. In the English language, the word pastor is so commonly used to mean man of God or God's representative. Because of this, prophets, apostles, deacons, And almost every representative of God is called pastor. But it's time for prophets to stop calling themselves pastor. It's time for evangelists to stop using the word pastor. It's time for apostles to stop using the word pastor. Unless... You have sheep. Ha, please don't clap. And it's time, you are a pastor. It's time for pastors 
to stop calling themselves pastors. It is time today. Appointed pastors or a consecrated bishop. Call yourself bishop, but don't use the word pastor. If you don't have member, if you don't have sheep, you must have sheep. The word pastor has been misused in the church. People typing letters are called lady pastors so much that they are now called lazy pastors. So you go to a church, you see a list, a long list of reverends, a long list of pastors, but you have only three people who are caring for sheep. A long list of shepherds who have written exams, who have passed the exams. But when you look for people practically fulfilling God's desire, of caring for his flock. We can't find them. We can't find them. Depending on the church you are coming from, if you have power, if you have real power, then I want to send you. Go and remove all these title holders. It's like these women these days who wear rings. On their ring finger. So when you see her, tell you she's a married woman, but she's deceiving us. We know you. You've got three men in your life who are people's husbands. Then when you go out, when you are in the office, then you wear a ring as if you are married to somebody. Today, everybody must declare his stand. We need shepherds. We don't need title holders. We don't need it. We don't need title holders. We don't need title holders. Pastors. Don't appoint pastors in your churches because they came a long time ago. Don't appoint pastors because they've been in the church for a long time. The title shepherd is not a long service award. The term pastor is not a long service whatever award. It is for people who really are on the job. Notice in the scripture we read in Matthew 20, uh, Matthew 9:37 that the sheep were scattered because there was no shepherd. Sheep are not scattered because there's no prophets. If sometimes it's the prophets who scatter the sheep. Can you stand to your feet and clap your hands for shepherds? Keep clapping. Respect shepherds. Yeah. 
respect. When you see a pastor with members, even if there are three, if there are two, and, and the church doesn't have to give you members to have members, you can have members. Even when your mother told you not to have a girlfriend, you had one, especially you, you had a girl. Now you come to the church and you are expecting the church to give you members. Can you lift your two hands? Lift your two hands, please. Everyone should pray. Everybody, under the sound of my voice, lift your two hands and pray that you will, God will touch your heart to remove yourself from the category of sheep to shepherd because we are coming there. Makataba, what is a shepherd? See somebody who has passed an exam. Is see somebody who has been in the church for a long time. Is see somebody that the pastor likes. Is see somebody who likes the pastor who is a pastor in the church. We need people who have got sheep. Radali Makabaya, make me into a shepherd, Lord. Nakadera Bayan Sakaraba, make me into a shepherd, Lord. Give me the heart of a yes. shepherd. Give me the heart of a shepherd, Lord. Rekandalaba, to care for the sheep, Lord. To pray for the sheep, to visit the sheep, to take care of the sheep. The heart of a shepherd, the heart of a shepherd, the heart of a pastor, Lord. Manderebe, Rikadayalaba, Makandolebe Andaraba, Ritalabayakaba, make us into shepherds, Lord. Mandolebe Mekayada, Ribandayalaba, Nandolebe, Mekandalaba, who will not be tight. Hold us, Lord. Nakandelebe anda, ribalo samande yaraba, rakandelebe masundaraba. Doing nothing, Lord. Rakandalaba, the Father of God, the titles. Our churches are finishing. Pastors, Lord. Our members are fainting. And we are walking about with titles. Sune mianda lakaba, redalama, rimakadalaba masata, rimakalusa mranda ibala. Touch my heart, Lord. 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 Rabakata Rabakata Give us a burden, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. For your burden is indeed easy. Makato your look is light, Lord. Your look is light. It is light. It is light, Jesus. Lord. Jesus. May please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Sheep are not scattered. Because there's no evangelist or deacon. Sheep are not scattered because there's no apostle. Sheep are scattered because there is no shepherd. It says, It is my strong belief that many people are called to be shepherds. Listen, please. Many people can give their love. Their time, their energy to look after somebody else. Many people can give their time, their love, their energy. You can, and I'm going to prove to you that you can in, in, in three minutes, two minutes, two seconds. I'm going to prove to you that you can give your love, your energy, and your time to look after somebody else. I know this because most people become mothers and fathers and have the natural ability to care for their children. 
You sitting here today saying that you can't care for somebody else. In nine months' time, if you give birth right now, you will start changing. Suddenly you have love. Wow. Suddenly you have time. Suddenly you can sleep for only two hours in the night. Suddenly you can pay school fees. When we said let's contribute and buy Bibles for new converts, you said you had no money. But suddenly you are buying pampers. Wicked man. Wicked man. Being a shepherd involves so much loving, caring, guiding that the sheep end up calling their shepherd's fathers. Because that's the work. That's the really, that's the work. What do you are in, the, in a church uh, they are calling the, the pastor daddy or some, some, some shepherd daddy, some, 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 some little slim spaghetti is called mommy. Don't say because she doesn't have body she can't be a mommy. Because what is involved in being a shepherd? What is involved in being a shepherd? It's loving someone. Yes. Loving. We need people. This, this conference is about loving God's people. If you are not interested, I want to just beg you that we have not closed any door. You can leave right now. This conference... It's about caring for God's people. That's, that's the conference we're having. I'm sorry if you didn't. If, some of you maybe, when you see big words, you think that it's, it's some, uh, uh, um, some, some financial conference. There's no money conference here. Uh, but you too, how can you see, you see the word shepherding and you say it's financial? At least even use Oxford Dictionary. This conference. It's not about loving the keyboard. You see, instrumentalists who hold the keyboard. They will not even allow junior keyboardists to play. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time not to hold keyboard, but to hold church members. Hold the person. Hold him. Hold him and say, from today, I'm marking you. We need it. That's what the church, there's nobody with energy to read his Bible every day. But they read Facebook. They have no energy. They even have air time. I'm preaching. They even have air time, but they have no energy to watch Dark Lord Mills videos. They have no energy to watch a pastor preaching. But they have energy to watch pornography with the same time. Because, you know, you don't just get up. I had, a, I had a, one, of my, one of my best meetings as a pastor last Sunday. Yes. I don't know what came over me. And the meeting was with three people. Three. But to me, it was like a meeting with over 10 years.
I told them. I said, it is enough. I said, where you are positioned in the church, don't, don't, don't let us not repeat this type of mass cocoa trees praying. I said, it's not, it's, we've done this for 20 years. Let's stop it. This type of work where we gather people into a class and we teach the class and we think that we are, I told them, I said, do you see what I just did an hour ago? That was Sunday. An hour earlier, I was preaching to a large crowd here. Large. And I told them, the three boys, I said, that thing I was doing in the church service is the lowest of the lowest of the work of a pastor. We were surprised. So that thing I was doing. Preaching to a large crowd in this church. I said, it's the lowest. The lowest a pastor will ever do. Look, there's, there's not much value. There's not much value in preaching to 300 people. And you kill yourself, man of God, with your pictures on Facebook. You are low. If you are a real shepherd, Engage the members one by one by one by one one intimate counseling one guy. Jesus Christ eh, he had no respect for this type of people in the stadium. We wicked canal fallen Christians, we respect these things. We judge pastors by how many members they have. Jesus had no respect. Oh, he preached to 5,000. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. 5,000. That is besides women and children. 5,000. Some of us in our lifetime may not preach to 500 members. But the 5,000, apparently, he didn't care. That's Jesus. I'm not talking about Satan. He didn't care. Because he knew that what he was doing was the lowest of the lowest of the work he could do as a pastor. He didn't care. Whether they understood the message. Whether they understood the verse he used in Isaiah 61. He didn't know. He didn't care. Rather, when he finished, then 12 people met him at the back of the stage. 12 people. 12. 12. How many? He had just met 5,000 on. May you not measure yourself by the, by, the, by the largeness of the numbers, but by how many people you can care for one by one by one. Anybody here? Anybody? Please, please sit down. Please sit down. I, you know, I respect your title as a bishop. It, it, it's, it's, I respect it. Because... I may not easily get to the level you are at in terms of titles. But don't let it fool you. Stop judging yourself by how many new converts sat in front of you for you to preach or teach them about what, what do they teach in a new believer school? One day I saw one of my new believer school teachers I just happened to be around where he was, where, where he was teaching. And, and I, I, I checked the book and I asked him, what did you teach 
them today. So today, I, I, I just began. He said, I just began with the Greek word baptizo. So you are a foolish man. You are a foolish man. Still, little children. New converts who have not even, some of them have not even passed English. <laughs> baptizo. How will it help us? What are all these things? What are all these? What is baptizo? <laughs> what is baptizo? And many of you are like that. Teaching with all types of Spanish, tree, English, etymological basis of the word. My dear friend, sit down with one. Jesus Christ said his greatest impact he made on earth was not an impact he made on thousands, but the impact he made on one by one by one under the tree at the well by the roadside by the seaside in the marketplace in the synagogue Zacchaeus come down may your ministry be accounted for by the one by one by one sheep are not separated in crowds sheep are cared for thou anointest my head with oil not our head The Lord is my shepherd. Sorry for shouting. The Lord is not our shepherd. Makuta Kataba. So if you are the Lord, Bishop Rory, your members should say, Bishop Rory is my pastor, not our pastor. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my so, shepherds wanted. Who is a shepherd? A shepherd is not somebody who preaches to 10,000 members on a Sunday morning, but someone who has time. A real pastor, his work starts after church. A real pastor, his work starts when? When the church service ends and the members share the grace. That's when his day begins. But many of you sitting here, when the grace is said, within 30 minutes of the grace said, you lock the church doors and you enter your car with your big stomach. I shouldn't say it. Because to you, ministry is taking pictures for Facebook. And they take it from different angles. And normally they take the picture so that we don't see the empty chairs. There's a way. There's a way to take the picture. <laughs> but once in a while, if you enlarge the picture, you say, ah, oh, the empty chest at the back. <laughs> grow up. Grow up. He restored mine. So, a shepherd has time for the individuals that make up the large crowd. A shepherd has time, has energy, has a grace for the individual. Interesting, eh? The man who preached the largest crowds ever had time for one person. You with 68 members in the church service, five of them are in their period. They can't sit properly. Two are taking phone calls outside. Three don't understand what you are preaching. In the end, it's just 32 people. 
But meanwhile, you have written that you've got 1,000 members. It's time. It's time to change your understanding. You are not just a title holder. You are a shepherd of God's flock. And a shepherd is not somebody with a hundred sheep, a thousand sheep, a million sheep. We don't care how many you have, but we care how much time you have for one. So the guy with a hundred, when one got lost, he locked up the 99 and went about looking for how many? Seven sheep. So how many? Ten sheep. How many? Twenty-eight sheep. He went about looking for what? One. I pray that you will have time for one person. I pray that you will have energy and love for one. Whether he has money for you or no money. Whether he, the person is marriage material or not marriage, marriage material. May you have time for one. Say, that is why I'm standing here today. Having a conference in this little room. My pastor had time for me. Bishop Dagwood Mills. He had time for me. He had time for me. I was a student. He was even giving me money. Yes. Student. Then instead of concentrating on my education, my academic school, you know medical school, medicine, surgery, obstetrics, studying, concentrating to pass. Final year, when I should have been serious, I went and told him that I feel like marrying. Meanwhile, you don't have any money. You, you, your pastor is rather giving you money. I went. I don't know where the boldness came from. I went and told him that some feelings are coming I don't understand. And I called the girl and the girl also has got some feelings. So, honestly, I want to marry. He said, sit down. <laughs> Who gave you these ideas? I said, I just feel that if I don't marry, I can easily fornicate and destroy myself and my ministry. Because at that time, I had just become a pastor. So, he said, so, bring the girl next Sunday. I said, the girl is not in Ghana. Ah, where is the girl? She's in London. So, so what are you saying? You are going to London to have a wedding as a medical student? I said, by the grace of God, I'm going for electives. If I go and uh, there's opportunity, we'll marry. Are you working? How are you going to feed the girl? How is the girl? I said, oh, the girl, she's working now. I am not working, but when we marry, her money becomes my money. <laughs> when we marry, her money becomes my money. So, 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 when, when do you want to marry her? So, so, where and when? Oh, I would like to marry her in London because she, she can't come to Ghana. So, you are going to London to go and marry her? Say yes, please. When? 13th of August. You have a date? I said, yes, I have a date. He said, okay. You have my blessing. You have my blessing. He cared for me. I didn't have money. 
had never given him 10 Ghana cities before. On the 12th of August, it was a Friday night. He bought a KLM plane ticket to follow me to London. That's my pastor. When you see me here, when, when you see that I've left my medicine, left my doctor, left see people respond to love. Oh, love, love makes you don't talk about things you don't understand. That's why you your members they won't even leave extramural, extramural to even come and join you. Extra what? Mural. Never. You'll be alone with your wife and take pictures. Uh, then your son will also rise up with a big head and join you as a threesome pastor. <laughs> By the 13th of August, 1994, 13th of August, Saturday morning, he had landed at Heathrow Airport to go for a camp, to go for a conference. To go for a convention? To do what? He was following one lanky, broke church member with crazy ideas of wanting to marry a woman. And he followed me. He had time for me. He cared for me. He loved me. He was with me. He officiated that wedding that Saturday morning. I still didn't have 100 pounds to give him. I pray. Today, today, my work as a pastor here generates more than 100 pounds for the church. You are surprised you have nothing. You are surprised you don't have anything in your church. You are surprised your ministry is not amounting to much. Ladies and gentlemen, the work of a pastor is the work of a shepherd. And the work of a shepherd is not ministry to 13 people, 14 people, 400 people. It's the work of caring for members one by one by one by one by one by one after the other after one. Next one. Next one. Bring the one. Bring the two. Clap your hands. That is a shepherd. You continue being a big man. Continue. Continue wearing your mirror shoes. And be taking pictures. When we come to your church, it's empty. Do you know how? Don't you learn from elections? How do we get six million people voting? One by one by one by one. So much that when we see two thumbprints, we tear up the paper. Because we want one. It's called the power of one. I pray for you today that you will rise up with shepherding anointing. I said, I pray for you, my sister. Yes, I Lord. pray for you, my brother. Yes. You, know, you know why you can't get that 20? Because you don't have time for the one one that make up the 20. Yes. Yes. That's true. 
listen now. That's how. That's how a church grows. Churches don't grow by becoming church growth consultants. You didn't hear what I said? I said, churches don't grow by becoming a church growth consultant. There's nothing like a church growth consultant. Just be a shepherd. 27 years ago, I was sent to pastor a little church. Little church. How many of you about 12 members or 9, 11, 12 members? Few church members in the church. But sometimes during the preaching, more people came. Not human beings, but goats and chickens and sheep. No, out of preaching, a goat has just entered. A little church. Fifteen minutes. Within, Reverend Michael was there. He and his wife. My first members, come to think of it, they were there. He was very slim. Today that he's got a little stomach to show. Or even married at that time. You're not so mad, but your wife was there. She also wasn't there. She, she joined. When she fell in love with you, she came. Yes. You see, you, see, you don't know where we have come from. Oh. You don't know where we have come from. There. But it was one. I had time for him. One. His wife. One. His brother had a big stomach. One. His brother went to. Who married first? Your brother married first or you? Anthony, you might first. His brother also went to bring another woman. So as, as, we, as, as we were in the church, I'm telling you that it was one after one. There was nothing like I've gathered members and I was preaching to them. It was we go to one member's house, you solve one problem. Before long, by two years, we had relocated from that little classroom to a cinema hall upstairs. By the time I was leaving that place, the church was more than 1,000 members. Because how do you get to 1,000 members? It's one after one. I'm not stopping you from having a church service. No, that's not the point I'm making. I'm not stopping you. I'm not stopping you, sir. I'm not saying don't have new believer school. Mommy, I'm not saying that don't have your center service. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't have your church service. No, I'm just saying that when the church service is over, I beg you that understand that that is when your work has begun, not when your work has ended. Yes. And those who understand that, even if the members are four, because you see, I don't know, one day I'll show you statistics. I don't know if the people have it there. How a church grows. Some people were interviewed. And the question for the interview was, how did you become a part of this church? How did you join this church? I forget the question. How 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 did you become a member of this church? Some question like that. And they interviewed about 40,000 people. Or 4,000, some 40,000 or so. Do you have it? Put the whole thing on, the, on, on there. Yes. Let me show you. Why shepherding is important. 
Notice your style of taking pictures with you want the camera to show everyone. So you come and stand there with the microphone and say, do this. Should I wait for you? I want to teach you something. I'm, I'm saying that those of you who want your, your little 15 member church like mine grew to over a thousand members. I want to explain to you why your church doesn't grow. That you don't need to be a church growth consultant. If only you... How many of you want your churches to grow, pastors? How many of you want your ministries to grow? I'm t- look, look, let me tell you. The, one undisputable church growth principle. One. One. You can forget about everything. Just one. And that one thing is try to be a shepherd. That's why our choirs don't grow. That's why our churches don't grow. Put up the question. The question. Take it from the screen. Sorry for shouting. I'm on heat. How many of you want your church to grow? Want your ministry to grow? The question they asked was, who? Or what was responsible for you being in the church? Who or what was responsible? So they interviewed about 40,000 people. And the questions were this. You would say, what brought you to the church? 14,000. From different churches, different denominations. How did you enter the church? Remember, voting is one term, one term, one term. By evening, 6 p.m., we have 6 million. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who or what was responsible for your coming to Christ and the church? Now, look at the answers. Somebody said, a special need. I had a special need that came, that brought me to the church. 1% to 2%. 1% to 2%. I'm showing you today how a church will grow. And some said, oh, I was just in the area and I, I just walked in. I just, I just came. I just came. I just came. I had a sound and I just came. Last Sunday, we had a reverend, a great man of God living just around here. He says he hears us disturbing him. <laughs> and he realized that, oh, he also is a pastor. He has also been disturbing people. So he, so he came to the church. He said, wow. Wow. Then, then they, they asked, then some five to six percent say that is the pastor of the church, the man of God. He's powerful. 
he's, he's a great preacher. He's, he's, he's great. When he speaks, fire comes from his mouth. The pastor, he preaches well. He's a great man of God. Five to six percent. Then one to two, just one, one out of hundred. So if they were hundred, okay, let's say if they were hundred, one or two of them said a special need brought them to church. Two people, two or three of them said they just walked in. Five or six out of the hundred said the pastor brought them. Then one or two, one or two of them said that it was the home visitation they did that made them come to church. Then this four or five of the hundred said that um, Sunday school, the Sunday school was very powerful. The Sunday school. Not children. Sometimes I've got Sunday school where they teach after church. I'm preaching. Then half a human being, 0.5, that is from the waist to the top. They saw somebody who didn't have legs. <laughs> he said, crusade. The crusade the church had. The whole church went there for a crusade at, at, at Malejo. Half a human being joined the church from the crusade. Half. This is a study which was conducted. And then 75 to 90 of the 100 members. That is 90. The people were 100. Oh. 90 of them said a friend brought me to the church. My friend is a church member. My sister is a church member. My brother is a church member. 75 to 90% of them. That is, if you as a pastor will concentrate on caring for the individual one by one members, they are the ones, not your preaching, not the color of the chairs, not the lights in the ceiling, not the tiles on the floor. If a church will grow, it is the individual members who will tell their friends that there is something happening in that hall. Let's go. Let's go. I'm sure if I'm to ask, how many of you entered the church because a friend or a brother or a sister invited you. Can I see your hand? Ah, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. So that's it. That's it. Sir, please raise your hand well. Look around. That is how a church grows. If you want your church to grow, love the members so much that they'll be happy in the church and happy enough to bring others. Not a crusade. We have crusades, but not to grow a church. We have crusades. In fact, if you read the Bible well, you understand that the harvest from a crusade is not what you get from the crusade. It's a supernatural addition God adds to the church later on. Sometimes you go for a crusade in your church and the next Sunday the attendance has rather dropped. We have crusades not because we want to grow a church. We have crusade because Jesus sent us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. That is why. We, do, it's not, we don't do crusades with church growth on our minds. 
Because the study that was conducted showed that half a human being have 0.5%. That's it. It will take 1,000 people before you see one person who came from it, who is in the church because of a crusade the church had. I'll take it again. It will take how many people? You will need 1,000 members in the church to have one person who is in the church because of a what? Crusade. 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 That is why a pastor understands this. The pastors won't understand how a church grows. They don't waste their time, all their time, on a Sunday church congregation. No, 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 no. Later on, I, I read Bishop was saying that he spends most of his time with the workers of the church anyway. Today, if this conference ends right now, it's worth going back to where you came from. Go back and go and love the one, 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 one. That's how you have a bishop, Edwin Morgan. Follow your member to a funeral. Follow your member to his wedding. Follow your member to his problem. Sit with him. and You may not have money to give him, but listen to his problem. Just listen to his problem. Let him feel that you care about him. Because the Lord is not our shepherd. The Lord is what? Shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth our soul. Who's soul? My soul. Say my soul. Say one. Say one. Is the largest number in church growth. You didn't hear me? I said repeat after me. Say One. Is the largest number. The largest number you can gather in church growth is the number one. When Bishop wrote church growth, it is possible. The church was already about 2,000 branches. It didn't build lighthouse with church growth, it's possible. No, no. He built lighthouse with shepherding. With mega church. Whose chapters will reveal to you the importance of concentrating on individuals, retention evangelism. I'm explaining to you why you can't gather 20 members. Because you know something? No, well, I just said it. Because you are not the one. No pastor can gather. It's the members who gather. So if you care for the members, they will do the gathering for you. shepherd involves so much loving, caring, guiding. So much loving, caring, and guiding that the sheep end up calling their shepherds daddies and puppies and papsies 
Because the truth is that he's a father to them. Yes. Yes. Paul said, I'm a father to you. If I've done nothing at all, I, I, I give back to you through the gospel. Yes, I'm a father to you. If I've done nothing for you at all, I'm a father to you. When someone arises with the anointing of a shepherd, people gather around him. Because everybody needs love, care, and guidance. I'll take it again. When somebody arises with the anointing of a shepherd, everybody gathers around him. Because everybody, everybody, even the armed robber needs love, care, and an interest. Learn to use the word shepherd when describing those who are caring for God's people and feeding them. Don't use the word shepherd for people who have passed exams. I said, don't use the word shepherd for members who have passed exams. Don't use the word shepherd for pastors who have been appointed. Oil has been poured on them. They just, they've just increased their soap bill. Learn to use the word shepherd when describing those who are caring for God's people and feeding them because that is what they are. When you describe yourself as a shepherd, it helps you to focus on your work as a shepherd. When I say shepherd, you must say one by one. Shepherd! My face looks fearsome when I'm looking upstairs in the glasses. I'm looking at your face. You have a title. Some of you in your church, you are called Mma Mma. Why are your members? Mma, why are your members? Do you have members? Mma. Hairstyle like chamber pot. You don't have members. Mma. What is it, ma? Say, I'll be a shepherd. Say, I'll be a shepherd. Say, I love God. I love God. He has done so much for me. Say, I love God. From today, my life, my energy, my time, my all will be spent in caring for one after one by one after one by one that's my life and I will do it for the Lord when you describe yourself as a shepherd it helps you to focus on your work as a shepherd today many people are supposed to be caring loving and guiding the sheep. But they have become secularized people who are more suited to a university than a church. Today we gather, do you have a PhD? We want you write our names, we are PhD. Edwin Morgan Ogo. PhD. Solo what? ACCA. 
Rory I L B M B C L horns. We sit in the church with titles. And when we get down, we ask you, what practically are you doing as a pastor? You open your hands because you have nothing. I tend to show. But from today, you will have something to show. I said, you will have something to show. Everybody, little, big, small, old, young, educated, non-educated, whatever you are, you will have something. How do you have something? It's one by one by one by one. That is the work of a shepherd. The church I'm in, I'm pastoring, there are some prominent members, key people in the church. I noticed recently that about 80% of the key people in this church, and we are from, I mean, we have a lot of churches, branches or centers that gather here. But I noticed that about at least seven 70% of the key people in the church. Each time I sit with them and I ask them who their pastor was, how they became Christians, and so on, they always mention this pastor's name. This pastor. Please turn up. This one. This. That's my, it's my experience I'm sharing with you. Yes. Not, not title. What are you? Reverend? Pastor. He's one of the best shepherds you can ever have in a church. Yes, if you have this man, not this one, not this one, this one. If you have him in your church, you have a human being. And when you see him, he doesn't look assuming that said some GTP, secondhand GTP, whatever. I mean, nothing much. But his members, look, just last week or so, I met a lady, one of the main ladies in, an, in something I'm doing in the church. So I said, so yes, Chata, so how, where are you from? How did you come into the church? So once again, it's Reverend Divine. So really? So where do you live? So I live in this area, um, brigade area there. I said, really? So how, how, how did you join his church? I said, oh, my, my sister was a member of his church. It's a member of uh, uh, the sister's friend or so. And another friend attended First Love. First Love Church, which is the church um, bishop pastors. So this girl said that there was a time she, 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 she wanted to join First Love. But her sister and the sister's friend were in his church at Labaolishi. He said, when this pastor found out that she was having ideas, because she was in his church and traveled somewhere and has come back. You have come back, you are now having ideas. He said, every Sunday, 
By the time she wakes up, the pastor's car is there. Enter. Say shepherd. When I say, say shepherd, I say every Sunday the pastor's car is there. Say, I'm waiting for you. Say shepherd. I'm waiting for you. Say, no, I'm waiting. I want to wait and come with my sister, Edna, and we say, no, 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 no. I'm waiting for you here. Then she will bat everything. Then Edna will join her friends to first love. Then, see Connie. You open the car. Sit down. Say, Tommy. When I say Tommy, you say Shepherd. Tommy. And I don't know why. He, he, he always drives small, small cars. Which is also an, an annoying. It doesn't have like a four wheel drive or some mini bus, mini van. He carries my. No, it's because it's, it's a what? One by 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 one. Clap your hands! The following Sunday. She woke up. The car was there. Maurice Minor. Shepherd. 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 Waited. So he picked her for about six weeks. And when he realized that she had now joined the choir and was now singing, she's now a frontliner. One Sunday she woke up and there was no car. He said, Come on your own. Because I'm going to the next person. I said, I'm going to the next person. Yes, no wonder. He, he has one of the largest centers ever in this place. Because, because a shepherd is weighed not by the crowds he gathers, but by how many individuals he is able to touch. Go to your church and care for them. One. Sit down in your office with one. If it's a girl, let somebody sit at the far back. Because he says that he, he, he removed her panties. Hey! From today, if you lock your church door after church, you are a bushman. You are a what man? We're titled, small conference, participants, some of the VIP, staff. We don't understand. What we want is that how many people did you bring into the conference? You say participant. How many people did you bring? I'm asking a question in English. Or I, I, I shouldn't ask this question. As, uh, this man, this man who's a participant, all the people here, he brought them. Please, everybody sit down. Everyone, please sit down. Please sit down. Let me show you. Shepherding. It's not title, sir. It's not title. It's not title. One brother was, somebody was calling him and said, oh, oh uh, uh, Pastor Fred, say, hey, I'm Reverend. 
Oh, sorry. Rev. So no, don't say, say Revo. But all these are bushmen. Bush. Bushmen who have no knowledge of what it takes. And they feel they are great. Revo. Do you know who Revo is? VIP. Why are people brought here? You are a shepherd. You have come to sit here alone. And you are wearing VIP. And who is the staff one? Who is the staff? Somebody's called staff. Like, are you the one? Yeah. Staff fought. <laughs> he has held my leg. I, 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 should, I should relax. I, I'm sorry. Now, look at somebody. Yes, participant. Please stand up. Let me show them a participant. It's a shepherd. Participant. All those who are here in this room because of this man, please stand to your feet. And you are Reverend what? Reverend what? Participant. <laughs> These are people he brought. He's he, he not a pastor. He's, have you even passed shepherding the exam? You two have been in the church too long. Why are you not passing the exam? And you have written and they don't pass you. See me in my office on Sunday. He's not a reverend. He's not a pastor. Take the microphone and go around and ask them where they are coming from. Oyibi. When it comes to you, mention where you are coming from. Kumasi. Yes, Kumasi, yes. Kumasi. Oda, Oda, Kumasi, Kumasi, Kumasi. Uh, please, please, come back, start. When they mention the name, you say shepherd. <laughs> start. Kumasi. Kumasi. Oda, Oda, Kumasi, Kumasi. 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 Brekum Bunafu. Brekum. 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 Who? Kumasi. 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 Now stand to your feet and clap your hands. He has no title, no church title. Ever has been applied to him. You are reverend. You are whatever. You are apostle. You have, you, you have come to the conference alone. And you have gone to West staff. I shouldn't say that. It's offensive to you. Listen, listen, listen. It's not marvel. It's not what you are saying. It's not the shoe you are wearing. It's not the boo-boo you are wearing. It is, it is, it is who you are. Your heart. It's your heart. He, this man, he has no branch church. He's not a pastor of no church. Are you a pastor, sir? Can you please come? We are doing art of shepherding. We are going deep. Are you a pastor? Yes, 
Try two, two. Try two, two, two. Are you a pastor? Yes, please. What branch do you pastor? Do do I branch? Are you a pastor, sir? No, please. Can we all sit down? Get the microphone. Those you brought to the conference, let them stand up. Go and ask them to stand up. Call them, mention their names. Yao Entry, Kwame Dazi. If Kwame, mention their names. Oh, let them stand up. Let them stand up. Nobody. Nobody? The person I. I... Stop talking. See, the more you talk, the more you lower yourself in the eyes of God's name. Now you are wearing stuff. See, I'm saying to you that. I'm saying that. If you will ever make an impact, it will not be because of a title that has been conferred on you. Neither will it be because of a title you have used your skin and your breast to to lure the pastor to put on you. But it will be because when they mention your name, the people who stand up and owe their presence in the congregation to you. That's what, that is what determines the measure of a pastor. So you watch it. Those who don't have titles. That's why Christ said, he told the scribes, the high priests, and the chief priests. He said, the harlots and the publicans, they are entering in before you. As you are sitting there with your reverend, with your bishop, with your titles, people who have no if you ask me how a businessman he owns one of the largest window glazing companies in Ghana I don't know where he got this from are you a wizard are you, are you in the lodge are you a lodge member are you a wizard I don't know I don't know how a businessman in Accra how did you gather pastors from Bekwai, Kweu, Empraeso? Kumasi? Ho? Was that Ho? Who is Ho? How? I don't know how. But the truth is that, you see, if it is in your heart, nothing will stop you from doing what is in your heart. Nothing will stop you. He's not the richest pastor I know. He's not the most whatever. In fact, personally, the smallest car I know in the world is owned by him. <laughs> yeah. but see, to, to show you that you don't need much to touch a life. Don't need much. And God is looking for shepherds with no education. 
He wants shepherd with degrees. Yes, I'm a shepherd. I have degrees. I have degrees. I have MB. I have CHB. Yes. I have BA. I have MTH. I have FGCPC. I have FWACS. Do you have asthma? Your breathing has changed. You to mention your degrees. Do you have degrees? Do you have any degrees? What school did you go to? What school did you go to? LA. Los Angeles or what? Which LA? Ah, local assembly school. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was Los Angeles. LA. Oh, LA. Lanquantana. Oh, local authority. Local authority. God wants the man with degrees. He wants the woman with no degrees. He wants the man. He wants the woman. He wants the boy. He wants the girl. He wants the rich man. He wants the poor man. He wants the man with a big car. He wants the man with a small car. Whatever you are, once you have a heart. Once you have a heart. It's not the degree. It's not the degree. Once you have a heart, you can laugh. There's a song, Each One Can Reach One. Can you find the loop? Find it for me and sing it for me. Each one can reach one. Today, if you've learned nothing this morning, I'm informing you. I'm, I'm not stopping you from having your church service on Sunday. And take pictures. Get a good camera. But when the church service ends, what begins? Your work. Your real work. is not to preach to congregation. Sir, may God bless you. May he bless your children. Yes. He bless your children and he's still on the job. Interesting. Man. Those who have done nothing are, are retiring. Last Tuesday, I was having a Sunday. Sunday. Was this Sunday? Saturday evening. He's in the Saturday service. I think so. His presence. I was having a meeting. And all the pastors had gathered. And one lady wasn't there. And he wasn't there. I charged. Because I'm a very gentle pastor. I like to relate calmly. Then he came. I said, sir, were you told I was going to have a meeting? What's going on? Why? Why are you late? Why didn't you come? So, he's talking about he's, he's older than me. All. So all this shouting, shouting. We are small boys. We are legends. 
It's the height. Sir, I was the height. Is the height? Okay. I mean, it's not by height. I said, it's not by height. If ministry was by height, Bishop Cummings should be a shepherd or, or a ministry shepherd. It's not by height. <laughs> sir, sir, why are you late? We need to close. I'm coming back tomorrow on Sunday. You want to close? You are not coming back. Sunday, I'm here, 7 a.m. I'm here preaching. And I said, we should have a meeting. Why are you? I said, oh, I'm very sorry and so on. But when we closed, and I, I realized that one member didn't have anyone to take her home. So I asked her brother to use his car. So we went to drop the member. In the, this is about 11 p.m. We went to drop the member at his house. And then we quickly came. That's why I am late. Then even my face died. My what? My face, it was dead. My face died. My face died. His face died. I was just standing there. I didn't know what to say. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> it's just last Saturday. Should I come to you? Don't sweat, don't sweat, just relax. Each one. Thank you, Pastor. Let's stand to your feet and clap your hands for He uses those with pot bellies. Those with flat stomachs. Everyone. Why? Because each one can reach one. Can you please sit down? Sing it, my dear. Go and sit down with your microphone. Go with your... Go. I'll dash it to you. Take the microphone. You don't have any members, so just take the microphone. Sing it. Listen to the words. Proclaiming the good news When it families to Jesus All around his neighborhood Take your time, baby He tells them that God is able To make their house a home He wants to win his world for Christ But he can't do it alone but each one can reach one As we follow after Christ We all can lead one We can reach one To the Savior yes. And together we can tell the world That Jesus is the way if we reach one, reach one. The message is unchanging, going into all the world. 
and share the love of Jesus. Far away or door to door. Far away or door to door. Just like somebody told you. Yes. That Jesus loves yes. you so. Someone told you. You must tell someone. Why you can't you tell, tell someone? someone? Until the whole world knows. That's how the church grows. Someone tells you. Each one. one. Richest one. One. Can one. Reach one. one. Dominic, one. We follow after Christ. We all can lead one. We can lead one to the Savior. And together we can tell the world that Jesus is the way. If we reach one, reach one. Go and labor. Would you hold high your life? One by one and two by two, we can win a world for Jesus Christ. Each one can reach one as we follow after Christ. We all can lead. One talent. Each one can. I don't like your hand clap. It doesn't look impressive to me. You may please be seated. Let's get it. I'm teaching you how it works. We've been at it for too long. We, we can tell you something. I've got something like I've I've done it enough to have something to tell you that it's not the crowds. crowds. I told somebody, I said, see the people who are working around, plus the, 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 the bank manager in the toilet, go to each of them. They will tell you my experience with them. My, my, my impact on them. One, not three. One. When you see people doing, don't know, the, the man uh, is because he's a medical doctor. You have to go to medical school and see. Go to medical school. Oh, he's away. Who told you I'm away? Who told you I'm away? Is that body in my name? What are all these? What are all these? So if you don't have, you can't get anyone to do anything for you. Anything for you. Anything. You are, you are some one man thousand in your church. 
Everything you are there. Even when the village people come to fight the church, you are the only man who goes to fight them and they beat you and you come back. But there's a time when even some people should go and fight. Because as they are there, you, are, you don't have time. You don't have time. You have time for the crowds. Yes. There's a businessman who, have, who, have, who has time to call a meeting of the shareholders or meeting or whatever, but has no time to engage one by one. Today, I'm teaching you, teaching you, whatever hasn't responded to anything you've done will respond to proper biblical shepherding. Telling you. I'm saying that before church growth, it is possible, was written, we were already massive. There is nothing you will do in the church that you can bypass shepherding. Nothing. Even the man doing the video. You cannot get someone doing video for you in your church. Some of you, you have bought videos, but there's no one to do it. The last person you brought, he stole the video. And you went to buy a new one. Nothing will happen in your ministry outside one by one shepherding. Yes. Because that is how God loved the world. Whosoever believeth in him. God's eyes has always been on one. He doesn't save crowds. So he doesn't save crowds. He saves individuals. He doesn't bless crowds. He blesses individuals. He doesn't call crowds. He calls individuals. Abraham was in his home with his brothers and siblings. He came and said, you out. Anyone who doesn't know how to relate with one by one will never have anything. Not only in the ministry, but not even in life. Mm. In life. Because the people who minister to you, for, you, for now, let's put church aside. Your life. Nobody will spend his time on you. That you haven't spent your time on him. It's not like that. Anybody you've not spent your time on. Who, has, who is spending his time on you. Is looking for something to steal from you. When he finds it. This morning session is. What is a shepherd? I'm showing you what a shepherd is. Some, some, some title holder. An examination passi. A passi of an exam. Passi. An old church member. Who has been around for a long time. No. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. It is when other credentials. Have been exhausted. 
We've exhausted fruitfulness. We've exhausted anointing. We've exhausted power. We've exhausted graces. We've exhausted everything. Then we say, okay, now who is now who was here longer? But that's not the first thing we used to do for somebody. The one twenty guys who went in the upper room, they were not just Mebahatia people. Do the ministry well, sir. Are you a pastor? Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm honored that you come to sit in my conference. When is your conference, by the way? What time are you having your conference so I can also attend it? You don't, you, you don't hold conferences. Well, I'm very happy you came. I'm honored that you would come. You are my brother. I will advise you. Let's do it well. Stop taking pictures. The Facebook will not help you. It has never helped anybody except to show you where your house is. Show armed robbers where your house is. Settle down. Settle down. By the way, how many members did you bring? How many of your leaders did you bring? You came with your senior pastor. But you, what are you? You are a branch pastor. With, with, with snakes in your church. What do you have in your church? So, so where are they? How can you come and sit in the conference alone? Your pastor brought you. Who did you bring? I shouldn't say it. Okay, then I've, I've closed the meeting. Is that right? No, don't do that. Don't do that. How many members are you going to preach to on Sunday? Just, oh, oh, you don't have a church. You have your church. How many, how many people were in church last Sunday? Roughly, not, not 68 and a half. I mean, how many, gen- roughly? Close to 57. Close to 57. What, what number is that? Close to 50. <laughs> not close to 57. The 57, the 50 people, they are made up of individuals. Go and shepherd the individual. Will be a great person. Spend time on them. Your energy, your love, money. Yes. Yes. I'll come there. I'll come to money. You say you are a shepherd and your money doesn't enter the church. Some of you are sitting here, you don't pay tight. I don't want to start it because I'm expecting an ambulance to come. In case you collapse, they put you in. It will come at 3 o'clock. So it is in the afternoon session that I'm going to address. Just in case there's a medical emergency. Yeah. Please check for me when the ambulance is arriving, please. Your pastor brought you. Yes. What's your name? Richard. Richard or Richard. If you saw a shepherd sitting behind his desk in a bank, you would immediately ask him, where have you left your goats and sheep? 
What is happening to them? Who is caring for them? Today, many shepherds have left their goats and sheep and are found in so-called marketplaces doing something completely different from shepherding. Pastors with members don't do shepherding. They do photography. You use the members for everything apart from shepherding them. You will take pictures with them. You report their numbers. You will, they will give you birthday gifts. They will give you insawa. They will give you a everything except loving them. Can you imagine your member is at home one Thursday evening, and they say that. Yamenu, Brabi, the wine. When, you are, when the bra appears, it's her pastor. Wow. By the way, don't do that. If you do that, just go with an ambulance because some of you shouldn't visit after this meeting. You must own an ambulance because you can easily cause cardiac arrest. Your member can be so shocked that you fall down. My pastor is in my house. How and why and when? Who? What? Today, many shepherds have left their goats and sheep and are found in the so-called marketplaces doing something completely different from shepherding. They have despised the honor given to us to care for God's people and to feed them. Despise the honor. Don't throw away this book. He said, don't throw this book away. Because some of you, when you see that thing saying something you don't like, then you throw it away. Don't throw it away. Listen to me. Shepherding is a very important task. It is God's work. It is God's work. Maybe in the next session, I'll talk about the Lord is my shepherd. Or tomorrow morning. It is God's work. Take it seriously. Nothing in your life should be more important than the shepherding work God has given you. Yes. Give your all to it. Give your time. Give your children. Give your marriage. Give your sisters. Give your brothers. Give your money. Give your time. Give your love. Give it. Because out of that shepherding, every member of your family will have something to eat. Out of that shepherding work. Yes, including yourself. No matter how big your stomach is, you will have something to eat and be full and leave some. You can become a shepherd 
and care for God's children. Tell your neighbor, you can become a shepherd. Say, you can do something for God. There was a time when we received, but it is time for us to give. There was a time we were taught, but it's time for us to teach. There was a time that we were led by someone, but it's time to lead others. Give up yourself for this noble work of shepherding. Loving, I'll tell you again, shepherding, it's not using big titles. Shepherding, it's not doing big things. Shepherding is loving, caring, guiding. It's an honor. Even if you are a lay person, you can become a shepherd. Many lay people are in the ministry. You can be one of those honored lay people who serve God as a shepherd. If you are in full-time ministry, think of yourself as a shepherd rather than a man of God. Some of you can leave at this point. If you are a man, go. If you are in full-time ministry, try to be a shepherd. By tomorrow morning, I want to see your members from Kweu, Ho, and Praeso. They must come. Sit down. Don't be clapping your hands as if you have brought members here. If you are a full-time person, think of yourself as a shepherd rather than a man of God. Let's stop this big manism. There's nothing in it. Roll up your sleeves. Roll up your sleeves. Little girl, roll up your sleeves. You can touch a person's life. You can. You can. You can. You don't need a big car. You don't need a small car. So you don't even need a car. You can touch a life. Let God use you. Flow in the loving, caring, guiding, and the teaching gifts of God. And you will be a shepherd to God's people. Remember that Jesus loves his sheep very much. He died for us. He must care for us dearly. I mean, who would you die for? Wouldn't you die for somebody you care about? Anyway, you wouldn't even die for anybody. Not even yourself. But in case you were to die for somebody, wouldn't the person be someone you love so much? Jesus loves us so much. And he's looking for people who will also come and love the members so much. In the next five minutes, I'm going to show you that you can be a shepherd and your member can be a shepherd. Sing that song.
slothful servant. Oh no no, slothful servant. I don't wanna hear those words. I wanna use my gift. Whoa, I wanna be up and about, bearing much fruit, using my talent, working for you. Oh, only one talent. Lord, others have more. Only one talent. Many more talents. You need to use what you have. If you wanna hear him say, Well done. Good and faithful servant. If God gives you two talents, you will be judged. For that talent Will you use your talent for Jesus? Oh, I can hear you. Will you use your gift for Jesus? All right. Jesus, I don't know about you. Now you say only one talent, only one talent, only one talent, only one talent. Let me hear you say only one talent, only one talent, Lord. Many more talents You need to use what you have If you wanna hear him say Well done Good and faithful servant If God gives you one talent You will be judged for the talent Only one talent Lord have more Only one talent. many more talents we need talent. to use what we have Only if you wanna hear him say well done good and faithful servant if God gives you three talents you will be judged for the talent oh Lord, it's only my singing. It's only your shepherding. Lord, others have more. I want to use that one talent. I want to hear good and faithful servants. Oh, Lord, just only one talent. Yes, Lord, it's just my dancing. Say to me, you good and faithful servant. 
just that time. Clap your hands. We are, we are going to take a short break for lunch. And, uh, wow, many of you have come alive. Um, it's a short break we'll have, we'll have that we come back because we want to end each day around five, latest by six. We are heading towards our hotels. And especially tomorrow, I'm starting preaching at 7 a.m. You see, I want to tell you that don't play games with God. Okay? God doesn't like... This brother keeps standing up. Um, I was saying something right before I said... God, don't play games with God. God doesn't like people who... Like, like when their pastor is preaching, they stand up, but they didn't bring any members. It's, 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 it's like they stand up. Meanwhile, they've not contributed much. Mm. But I was even saying something different. That <laughs> if you are coming for the conference, you see, then come well. I'm sure many of you were surprised by the traffic that was on the road coming here. Yeah. It is unnecessary to subject yourself to that traffic and come here by nine, around 9 p.m. And you see, anything, it is, it is, it is the, it's the early part that makes it nice. Do you see? Uh-huh. So, today we had registration and all those things. But tomorrow there's nothing like that. Maybe one or two, you know. But I want you to leave your house at dawn. You see, show God that his things are also important to you. I beg you. Because even your two by four job you do, that they pay you 680 Ghana cities. You live at 5 a.m. How much more a conference that will make you a great and anointed shepherd. So, tomorrow, 7 a.m., we are on. We are on. 7 a.m. And don't waste your time your money, your fuel, your energy, and even the freshness of your day sitting in traffic. Do you see the point? Yeah. So by reason of the traffic, let's just all come early and be here. After all, we are not having this conference for one month or 16 days or even five days. Is that tomorrow and then the next day we 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 are gone? How many of you understand the English language? If you want interpretation, can you please speak? Three or it's clear. It's clear. <laughs> How many of you can make it at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning? Try to try. Do something for God. You see, it's, it's, it, it's your inability to take such 
steps for God. That also shows up in other areas of your life that you see you can't do much. You can't do much. I mean, those of us, who, I mean, most of, most of us, or some of us here, have been at Give Thyself Holy at the Kodesh. Yeah. And we are sleeping at Legon, sleeping wherever. We are there at 7 a.m., 6 30, we are there. Yeah. Is it possible? possible. So is it possible? Can we come? Is it possible to be here to, to start at 7 a.m.? Yeah. Or it's not possible? possible. Is it possible? And there's food you can buy, there are things you can buy. If the type of food you eat, we don't sell it here, bring your own. Yeah, just bring your own, put it in the car during the lunch break, sit in the car and move as if you are going to buy fuel and go and park under the, there are some trees there. But make sure that's place, there are a lot of snakes. <laughs> yeah, because of food, you don't want anyone to eat. You are going to park your car alone. That's because I said it's one by one. By one. Yeah. Yeah. Alone there, tree. Alone, sister. Each one must eat one. Say, I will reach one. Say, I will care for one. Say, I am a shepherd. Say, shepherding is a great job. Shepherding is a great job. And I am a shepherd. Introduce yourself to your neighbor. Say, I am shepherd Irene. I didn't say, you're not Irene. Shepherd Kofi. I heard Irene. I didn't say Irene to you. So introduce yourself again. Say Shepherd Kofi. Why do you say Irene? Okay. Did you say he was a shepherd? You are a shepherd? And where are the members? You went to call them. You come tomorrow. I'll mark you tomorrow. Do you know close marking? <laughs> No, it's shepherding. Shepherding is close marking. Oh, say, I will be a shepherd. Say, I will care for one person. Say, I may not be anointed for 100. But I will do one. By one. By one. Say, Father, use me to be a shepherd of God's flock. In Jesus' name. Now, for a few minutes before we go and have lunch, I want to just say something quickly. So when you are eating, it will be meaningful. You know, I'm talking both to you and to the people you will meet in your church, your church members. When you meet a Christian, you should be able to explain to the Christian why he can be a shepherd. Even though he's a naval captain. My, my pastor explained to me why I could be a shepherd. I was a medical student. I mean, those days, medical students, I mean, in my year, I, I think I and the, uh, the assistant, my assistant, was my classmate. We were both medical students. We were in a class of, I think, about 60 or 70, 60 or so people. And he's still a pastor now. It was just the two of us who were pastors. 
Just the two of us were pastors. Because a final year medical student has more to worry about than the president of an African country. A final year medical student has more to worry about than the president of an African country. Our problems are many. But it was in that final year, the most difficult year, that my pastor was able to explain to me why I could be a medical student and also a pastor. You see, and I'm saying to us here that you should be able to explain to a medical doctor in your church why he can be a pastor and still be a medical doctor. No, stop. No, 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 no. Why are you stopping? We need a tight. Why are you stopping to do what? You should be able to explain to the midwife, to the bank manager, to the nurse, to the school teacher, to the student. If you are a pastor, this ability I'm giving you, I'm, I'm showing you right now, will make the difference between you and the next pastor to you. Your ability to explain to someone why the person can be a shepherd. Ephesians chapter 4. Someone to one thing he has gone to do, he has turned it up. You have been feeling dizzy in the conference. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you happy to be here? Ephesians chapter 4. Verse number 11. 11. 11. And he gave some apostles. This is just a short session I'm having with you. And I'm not looking this way because when I see your face, I'll stop preaching. You, you are looking very agitated. When you are hungry, your face changes. And it's not even one o'clock. It's 12 midday. 12 mid- Already you are looking agitated. Tell your neighbor, relax, relax. We are at a conference. It's a conference. It's once a year. Relax. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Are these not the people who are caring for us in the church? Who are winning souls, building the work of God, pastors, apostles, prophets. He gave some. Some people received a pastor. Like I, the pastor I received is an evangelist and a pastor as well and a major prophet. Some don't receive an evangelist. Some only receive an apostle going up and down. Some also receive just a prophet. 
Very, very powerful prophet. Great prophet. And he ministers prophetically. I was talking to a brother yesterday. He said he went for a convention last weekend somewhere in Kumasi. And when he went, Saleh, the pastor preaching called somebody. He said, there's a woman here. You have a shop around Ayebiasi area there and you have got a branch of the shop in East Legon. Your name is Irene. Your phone number is 0243-668-26. He was afraid. He left, he left the meeting. He ran away. He, said, he doesn't know when the thing is coming to him. <laughs> he said he ran away. Then when he was somewhere, he heard that the man was praying for people. So he came to receive the prayers and then he left. <laughs> I said, I said, you don't do that. He, he, was, he was literally afraid. I mean, how can you say something? Like that? Your phone number is oh, even my own phone number. I sometimes I don't I don't remember. But some will remember your phone number. They can look at you and talk up and say that your card number is GN four two two. Is it V or Z? It's an old car. V. Yes. But me, my own car. I don't remember the phone. The the the, 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 the card number. Do you know your card number? You know it. So when God is giving us giftings, some get prophets. Some get evangelists. Some get pastors. Some get teachers. I'm a teacher. That's all. My church members, they got a teacher. I teach. That's it. If you want prophecy, I, I, I will tell you something, you won't be happy. <laughs> I am a teacher. Allow me to operate. And teachers also build churches. Teachers build. Yeah, we build. Now, I'm, I'm just a few minutes showing you how you can explain to someone that he can be a shepherd. And by extension, how you yourself should know. You can't just be sitting in the church marrying. Okay. You can take a VIP bus to come to Accra to come and have sex. You can't take a VIP bus to come to Accra to come and do outreach. And you are there quietly as if you don't know what you are doing. Meanwhile, you know what you are doing. I was saying something before. What what verse? Ephesians 4. Yes. 11. Yes. Tell me about you can be a shepherd. Say your wife can be a shepherd. Tell him that his wife can be a shepherd. The weeks are enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Clap for Jesus. 
Now we have to be happy in the church. Are you happy? Now, the next verse. Verse 12. Why God gives pastors, prophets, evangelists, like I have an evangelist, I have a teacher, I have a pastor, I have a prophet. Why does God give some people prophets? The answer is there. For the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry, comma, for the edifying of the body of Christ, colon. Amen. Now, at this time, I just want to say that sometimes, You see, the original language, the Bible wasn't written in English. English, Mr. Bishop Mann. This English we are reading is a translation. You see, there's an original language, Aramaic, Latin, Greek. Then it is translated. And even the English it is in greats. There's King James. English that Wasi candidates shouldn't be reading. 14th century English. So because the Bible was not originally written in English. There are certain challenges with the language. Certain things were introduced which shouldn't have been introduced in trying to explain sometimes words are added i'll say it again the original jesus didn't speak english hello no he spoke another language now ephesians 4:12 is one such junctions in the word of god where some unfortunate transliteration by the didactus, didactus, created a problem. So, if you look at it, the interpretation, those of us who have done English, wasi, wasi, our understanding is that he gave some people pastors, these people evangelists, those at the back prophets, this area teachers, those ones, the apostles. For what? For the perfecting of the saints. Comma. That is, some people are to perfect the saints. So this area, they have to do what? Perfect the saints. Not their wives. Saints. Then for the work of the ministry. So this area. So these ones are perfecting the saints. Hello? Because there's a comma. Then these people. They do the work of the ministry. These ones. Work of the ministry. From Mpraeso. Kweu. Kumasi. Ho. Bechem. Brekum. So these are perfecting the saints. These are doing the work of the ministry like 
shepherding, outreach church building, pastoring, you know, preaching, convention. Then the third group, comma, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Then this group, they edify the body of Christ. They enrich the body. They feed the body. And of course, these ones are sound classes. We don't know what to do with them at this time. So these ones are perfecting the saints. These ones are doing the work of the ministry. And these ones are edifying the body of Christ. Amen. And then the sound classes. My dear friend, the interpretation I've given to this verse is purely because of commerce. It is the commerce, the comma, comma, that makes some people specialists at perfecting the saints, making the saints complete, building Jesus in them, making them look like Christ, Christ like believers. Then these ones, they do the ministry. And all this I'm saying is because of the commerce. 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 Now, the original text did not have this commerce. Did not have this commerce. So like we always do, even sometimes in, as we have our quiet time, we read certain verses in King James, New American, New Living, just to see what are the other verses saying. Uh-oh. Yes. So let's see what other versions are saying. Because this, what, what this one is saying is serious. That these ones, they edify. These ones do what? Work of the ministry. And these ones are what? Perfectors, perfecting. Are there a church like that? Perfecting saints. Or what? Perfecting faith. Okay. It's a man of God here. Perfecting faith. Beautiful church. So let's see what other versions say. Then we go and have lunch. So New American Standard Bible says, which is, let's go to verse 11 so you get the picture well. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Verse, verse, verse 11. For the equipping of the saints for the work of service. To the building up of the body of Christ. We'll come back to it. Let's look at the New Living Translation. He, these are the gifts Christ gave the church. So anybody who has got a pastor pastoring him, an evangelist, a prophet, a teacher, an apostle, so listen, why God gave you an apostle? Why do you have an apostle? Why do you have a reverend? The, yes, evangelists and t- teachers, verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up
If the comments were not there, go back to King James. King James. If the comments were not there, it should have read. He gave some apostles. These ones had pastors, apostles, teachers, teachers, prophets. If the comments were not there, it should have read. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's removing the comments. Changes the picture. How does it change it? Now, everybody is being perfected. So that even the sound courses are being perfected. So that everybody will do the work of the ministry. So that all those doing the work of the ministry can also edify the body of Christ. Clap your hands for Jesus. Which is what New Living Translation is saying. Which is what New American Bible is saying. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a pastor, if you have a pastor, or an evangelist, it means that the role of that evangelist in your life is to perfect you. Every Sunday, you preach, don't you, sir? You preach, big church. You preach. You, every message you preach, 45 minutes, one hour, one and a half hours, every prophecy you give as a prophet, every apostolic move you lead the church to make, every, every scripture you break down as a teacher, is to perfect the church. Not to marry. If you sit in my church, the church I'm pastoring, and I preach a message to you, I am perfecting you. Are you a saint? Yes, Yes, you are a saint. And I will show you soon. That you are a saint. I am perfecting you for the work. You know, the best example is why we give poultry, chickens, um, poultry feed. Why do we feed poultry beds for Christmas? We don't feed them because we love them. (laughs) Hello? No, no, get it right. The reason why you feed your pigs is to let them grow. To marry her? To do what? To sell, to eat, to give as a gift. To keep around. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying that when you see someone doing something, there is a reason why he's doing it. So in Isaiah chapter 2, he said, I planted 12. I planted you a noble vine. How did you become a degenerate tree? Because when I planted you, I had vine, I had grapes in mind. Now I can't harvest anything from you. I'm saying that when you see someone doing something, anybody doing anything, 
There is a reason behind his head. There's a motive. Thank you. You went to UNESCO. You attended. There's a motive. There is a motive. We don't just do things. Oh, can I go back to verse 11? And he gave. Who gave? The president of the country. Who gave? God. God gave you an apostle. Why did God anoint an apostle for you? Why? Why did God anoint a prophet for you? Why is your pastor one of the best teachers in the north? Why is your pastor one of the best evangelists in the world? Why? 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 It is to perfect you for the work. So when you can clap your hands. If you sit at the feet of any man of God, unless you are preaching to yourself, then, then this verse doesn't. But if you are here, and your member who is a medical doctor, that singer who is an architect, that usher who is an engineer, tell him that I am an evangelist and God gave me to you. In case those people who have been to school, these two known people, don't read King James to them because King James won't help you. Take them to New Living Translation. NLT. He said, tell them, Miss Lawyer, my responsibility is to equip you. Are you God's people? Or you are Satan's people? How many of you, by God's grace, are Satan's people? You are, you, you, but you are raising your hand. How many of you are Satan's people? How many of you are God's people? With pastors and apostles and prophets. Tell the person, Madam Lawyer, God gave me to you. My work in your life is to equip you. Are you God's child? Are you part of God's people? Then my work is to equip you to do his work. So if all my preaching, say you, I'm very happy that the years of preaching I've given you have yielded this fruit I'm seeing today. And God knows how much I needed to eat this food today. Not next year. Can you imagine this conference without all these people? Should I ask them to go out? The first to come. Yes, because he's a shepherd. As he's there doing business in Turkey. He's a shepherd. That is to show you that you can be a businessman and also... And also. So tell her, Mrs. Lawyer, Mr. Engineer, I'm rubber, plumber, 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 a cackle. God gave me to you. 
to equip you to do God's work and build up the church. So if you sit in my church services and you never rise up to build, then it means that either I have failed or you are a useless person. And most of the time, it's 50-50. Pastors, listen. Your work is not just to preach for people to stand up. A pastor is not just someone who comes to dazzle people with verses and how to intonate and detonate. (laughs) Intonate and what? You did English. Detonate. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the work of a pastor is to prepare you to do the work of God. It's true in Anglican. It's true in Methodist. It's true in Lighthouse. It's not a Lighthouse doctrine. It's the word of God. So if you say, do you preach every Sunday? You do? You have a little church somewhere? Break home. Are your members becoming shepherds? Then you are a failure. You are a failure. No, no, no. If it was me, I'll tell myself I'm failing. I mean, you see, you see, it's not good that I am telling you. Second Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine your own self. So when I say to you, you say, oh, I've already told myself I'm a failure. You're not the one to tell me. But since you've not examined yourself, you have even offended that you have taken your money from Brikum to come for my conference and I'm saying to you that you are a failure. What nonsense is that? Take your bag and let's go home. Pastors. I'm ending now. I'm going to continue when I come. When we come back, God will end. Don't grade yourself by how many people stand up when you preach. But by how many people stand out and do the work of the ministry when you preach. Your work as a prophet is not to dazzle people with the, the color of their panties when they were fornicating. You were wearing polka dots yesterday. When you met that man, it was yellow. The under was torn. I, I can see a line somewhere. Ah, my sister, I feel that you must buy new panties. And so what? So what? How will it help you? The measure of your prophetic anointing is determined by how many people sit at your prophetic feet and end up becoming pastors, end up becoming church builders, end up becoming church workers, end up becoming shepherds. Whether he has money or no, I'm, I, I've proved to Listen, this man's company is, he's in Accra. He does businesses in Axim, Tamale. Sierra Leone. He has one of the largest companies in the country. What do you have? You are selling water. They don't even buy it. 
But in this conference, he's proving to us that you can be an MD, a chief executive. But once you are under a pastor, under a prophet, under an evangelist, you can, in spite of your MD-ship and CEO-ship, you can still rise up to become someone who helps to build. Helps. Where are your members? And I'm not saying this to the pastor of a church. I'm saying this to a basenta shepherd. I'm saying this to a center leader. I'm saying this to a basenta leader. Anybody under you who receives your ministry ought to rise up. And if nobody is rising up, either you are a failure or your members are useless. You know? Some of our members are useless. I'm not the one saying it. Let me just stand here so you, you, you don't think I'm lying. Philemon 115. Philemon. Verse 16. Oh, man. Yes. 17. Oh, yeah. I should be going up. Verse 18, 19, 20. Maybe I should be going up. Go to verse 14, 12. I'm looking for a verse in Philemon. Yes. Verse 13. Yes. 14. I will look for it until I find it. Yes. Verse 15. Sixteen. Uh, Eleven. Okay. A man of God says it's eleven. Verse ten. Look at verse ten. Verse ten. I should have gone up. I beseech thee for my son. This is a pastor speaking. This is Paul. I'm begging for my son, Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. That is, I gave birth to him even when I was in chains. There are people I gave birth to when I was a doctor, when I was a student, when I was married, when I couldn't preach well, in my bonds, I gave birth to Onesimus. Verse 11. Which in time past, some time ago, he was unprofitable. That's it. There are certain Onesimuses you invest in that you don't get much from. Not because you are a bad pastor, but it's a useless church member. Look at that. Which in time past was unprofitable. But now, 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 you see, that is the work I'm sending you out of here to do. To convert unprofitable members in your basenta unprofitable members in your church into profitable members. Look at how the Message Bible put it. MSG, Message Bible. Look at it. While, in, while here in jail, I have fathered a child, so to speak. And here he is, 
carrying this letter, the person who is bringing this letter, who is holding the letter, the man, look at his face well. I fathered him in jail. Yes. Which means no matter what situation you are in, you can be fruitful. No matter the jail you are in, no matter the pain and the difficulty you are in, you can be fruitful. Verse 11, we are closing. I I see hunger written all over you. Look at it, verse 11, message Bible. He was useless to you before. Now, he's useful. So I'm just saying that it's not always that you are not anointed or you are not great or God hasn't called you. But sometimes you are preaching to useless members. And I didn't say, don't go and report me to uh, uh, the publisher. Or, uh, Fourth Estate. The pastor calls members useless. Read King, uh, uh, message Bible to them first before you mention my name. Have I, have I written a Bible before? Have I written a Bible before? So why are you mentioning my name? I'm saying that your members, any pastor here who is preaching and you are getting nothing from, see, a pastor doesn't preach to get rich men. A prophet, you see, what should be on the mind of a prophet is not to minister to be able to lure rich women, rich market women, to, to have a prophetic word that will bring out the rich market word. There's a woman here, you sell clothes, GTP. Instead of saying GTP, you are saying GTV. No. When you are ministering, you must be looking out for people who respond to the call. And we are not talking about full-time pastors. We are not talking about people who should leave their medical practice, leave their engineering work. No. Anyone, everyone, I've shown you one. Somebody, you see, it's not that he brought new converts or area. He has brought mans of God. What of God? Mans of God. Mans and womans of God. To a conference. He himself is not a pastor. Twenty-one people. My dear friend, listen to me. The graces we carry, look at me sweating. We are not here to joke. We are not called to just be shouting and prancing up and down. No. That's why a church can break a pastor's heart. Mm. A lot of pastor's hearts are broken. Because the member sitting down can break a pastor's heart. Because if the pastor has read his Bible, he doesn't preach to get church members. He's not preaching to raise global leaders. He's not preaching to raise senators. He's not preaching to to, to, to raise marketplace leaders. He's preaching to raise church builders.
And my question to you today is, where are the church builders in your choir? You have a choir, sir. Oh, sit down. You stand up. Sitting down hasn't helped you. Standing up will not help. You have a choir. Do you minister to them? Oh, oh, wait, wait. If you don't, then that's fine. But do you minister to them? Do you? How many are rising up to build a choir with you? Say something. You have a song. Do you minister to them or you don't? You just wave, uh, wave your hair and stand in front of them. Or you minister to them. How many of them are rising up to build that choir with you? If you are not doing that, then you have failed. You have failed also. When we come back, I'll talk about the pineapple patch. The pineapple patch. Sometimes nobody rises up in your church because of the kind of messages you are preaching. Yes. It's not your members who are useless. You yourself are useless. I'm saying that God did not call us to raise leaders with global impact. All these jargons are jars. Concoctions of men. And they will, they, they will quote, they will quote uh, Revelations 5.10. That he has made unto us kings and priests. Which is another unfortunate rendition in the King James Bible. Because God did not make us into kings and priests. He made us a kingdom of priests. All are priests. A new living translation there. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests. Yes, you are a naval officer, but you can be a priest. As a doctor, 14 years, consultant. As a priest. You are an armed robber. What were you? <laughs> you, are, you are forgotten what you were. I said, I'm Robert. Uh, students. I was a student. Lawyers. We have a lawyer. We have lawyers here. They are sitting there. We have engineers. This is one of Gandhi's top engineers. Engineer Francis Agbenyon. VRA. Top, top, top. The fact that a man doesn't have hair doesn't mean that he doesn't have much of offer. Top, top engineer. He's just a small boy. He's a, he's a small boy. I'm saying to you that rise up. The call on our lives is not to raise leaders with global impact and national leaders and senatorial and parliamentarian. We are not called to minister to parliamentarian. The call is one. Apostles, prophets, I was going to say engineers. (laughs) Evangelists, teachers. To do what? To do what? To equip the saints for the work of building the church. And I'm saying it's true in Presby. It is true in Anglican. If you don't hear it in Lighthouse, it doesn't mean it's not true. If you don't hear it in Anglican, it doesn't mean that God did not call us. It's the Bible. 
the Anglican priests, the members in the Anglican church ought to become pastors. Yes. The members in that branch of Victory Bible Church ought to become pastors. It's not a teaching or a doctrine of some charismatic church. It's the Bible. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. And his work is not just feeding the poor and giving injection to drug addicts, but to build the church. The church is the church. We need church builders. Church builders wanted. That's why I said from today, you can look into the face of the next mess you will meet. And read this verse to the person. That what has pastor's ministry done to you? You've been in this church for six years. In this six years, you have married three men. None has worked. What is the reason why God placed you under prophet's ministry? So I don't know. You should receive prophecy. Then you read Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 from the New Living Translation. That you sat there to receive his ministry. Because prophet is to equip you so that you can do the work of building God's church. Stand to your feet. it's not happening then you may be a failure yourself you're not preaching the right messages yes or you are preaching the right messages but you're not preaching it well yes everything can be done but can be done well that's why we have got even this phrase well done it's done but you can it can be done but it's not well done even steak it's not not well done some type of steak so there's blood in it. I say, mm, as if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, but in case the members are useless, <laughs> it still doesn't set you free. Your role is to turn useless members into useful Basenta members. It's to do what? Ten what? Useless members into useful Basenta members. Clap your hands and let's go. Play it well. Keep clapping your hands. Go back to your church and assess how many of your members are rising up to serve God. How many are rising up to be shepherds? Can you clap your hands? How many are rising up to become leaders? How many are rising up to become leaders? Some apostles. Some pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers. For what? To make us rich men. To make us leaders of national impact. Christians with governmental abilities. No. It's there. Look at the Bible. It's not, it's not Bishop Dagwood Mills version. This is the Bible. Thank you. 
when did we stop reading the Bible and start coming up with our own our own phrases, our own catchy slogans? What is global impact? Oswald J. Smith said, if you cannot cross the road to witness to your neighbor, you will not have the opportunity to cross the ocean to preach to someone. Those who cross oceans have crossed the roads. It's global with impact. And these things make Christians into greedy, wicked people. Godless church. When they sit in our church with fat faces, fat bodies. And the pastor is busily making them into leaders of national, political, documentarian, apilopostis. Words, it's just words. Words. And the church is empty. The work is not done. And we are raising members to become what? Governmental destitutes. Oh, I'm not against. I wish you would be the national head of the engineers' society. At least one day when you are going to Slovakia, you can go with me. Why not? All this preaching, sweating is what is it? It's not for plenty of it. I'm not against. I'm not against you becoming the Supreme Court judge. Or you becoming the Bank of Ghana governor. We need money. I'm not against it. But my, my, my role in your life is not to make you a governor of the Bank of Ghana. My role as a, I'm, I'm not a personal coach. I am a pastor. I'm not a personal, all this jargon, personal coach. For coaching who? Coaching what? And before you know it, the original purpose of God has been twisted and something else. That's why Christ caught them. He said, Moses gave you those because in the beginning, it was not so. What you are seeing, that's not how God intended it to be in the beginning. But you, because of your hard-heartedness, I don't know, can you lift your hands or you are too rich to lift your hands and pray for yourself that your ministry will be fruitful every time you have a center service a center meeting a basanta meeting on Sunday you somebody will be tasked to want to rise up and help you to work for God lift your hands and pray for yourself Ramana Lanturia Banyanda, La Kambilama, Yandelebe, Masukalabe, Narabayanda, to build the God, to build the God, the church, to build the church, Lord, to build the church. Forgive us, Lord, forgive us, Lord, forgive us for how far we have gone, how far we have drifted away, Lord. Have mercy on us, Pastors, we don't preach for people to stand out, but they must stand out. Yes, Lord. As leaders in the house of God. I'm not against your members standing up. I'm not against your members standing up when you are preaching. But 
they standing out yes lord as pastors as shepherds as shepherds lord pastors lord use me i'm an engineer use me i am a nurse use me i'm a lawyer yes use me i'm a bank manager use me I'm a businessman. Yes, Lord. Use me. Yes, Lord. I'm a student. Use me. Use us, Lord. Makandela Bayana. Use us, Lord. Makandiara Bayala. Rimbalosa Tayaraba. Where are your sheep? Where are the shepherds arising from your sheep? Yes, Lord. Nakandealaba. Yapanima. Remandalaba. Ten of all students into pastors. Ah, Lipandayalaba. Meshona. Libranda. For the work of the ministry, Lord. Repanyanga. Apuliambaraba. To build the church, Lord. Repandialaba. Repandalaba. Who will not be two women only, Lord. I like the way you are praying. Repandialaba. I like the way you are praying. Engineers by day, but we will be pastors by night. We will still be doctors, but we will still go be pastors. We will be teachers, but we will be pastors. We will be nurses, but we will be pastors. We will be students, Lord, but we will turn out into pastors. To build your church, Lord, to build your house, Lord. Forgive us for how far we have drifted away. Randalaba you do Rebandalaba Librandalakaba Hamasya Ponasas you bring us back Lord Yandalibosa Rimanwatayinaha Landuriaba Lebandialakaba for the work of the ministry Lord for perfecting the saints Lord Lantanyandosa Rebandayalaba Ribandayalaba equipping the house of God Ribandayalaba Randialaba Masantalaba Shepherd Make us useful, Lord. Mama, Lord, 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 Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of fruitfulness is released. Yes. Yes. From today, you'll be a shepherd not because you passed an exam, but because you are caring for, loving, and guiding. Sheep, one by one, by one, by one, by one, and the little shall become a thousand. And the small one, a strong nation. From today, when you stand in front of someone, a group to preach, remember that God's judgment of your ministry will not be how many millionaires you raised, how many members of parliament how many politicians you raised thank god why not this church would be different if, if the member of parliament of this area was a member of this church we need them if you feel like becoming i'll pray come to my office i'll pray for you we are not against senators 
We are not against politicians. But our work as pastors, everybody has his job. Can you imagine a teacher, a math teacher, teaching Jeremiah for one semester? A math teacher. Is Jeremiah bad? Is it bad to teach Jeremiah? But is that what he has been appointed? We are not here to raise politicians. We are not even here to raise rich men. But you watch as your members serve God. As they become anointed. You watch how they will be. Watch it. I've been here long enough. People with nothing. They count thousands and millions of dollars. Yes. But that is not our aim. Sir, your aim, turn your members into shepherds and leave God to make them politicians, to make them math professors, to make them engineers. Your way. Can you lift your hands and ask the Lord for revelation of your work, to understand your work? Please lift your hands. Pray. Just, just 10 seconds. Lord, give me a revelation of why I'm walking around here. Why am I not dead? I mean, why haven't you killed me? I am reverend. Why haven't you killed me? Why have you spared my life? Why did COVID not eliminate me? Why? Ask the Lord for a revelation. A revelation. And he will tell you he didn't anoint you to make politicians. Open our eyes to see, Lord. Give us a revelation. The first calling of a pastor is to raise church builders. About our work, A revelation about our work, Open our eyes to see, our real purpose, Lord. Reveal to us, Lord, the burden of God that you have for souls. Father, we thank you. Thank you. What an amazing visitation. What a beautiful time. Thank you for understanding the spirit of understanding, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of insight. Thank you. Thank you. Picatula, Panusia, Agada Gagadia, Kukatia, Kukatia, Kiaka Katina. 
Tuyaga Tiana Adiazia Kiakatua Bahata Sandia Tumihande Hatakaba Sotema Andabakataba We thank you We thank you In Jesus name Clap your hands and you may please be seated. Oh, God chose me, use me. Just like you chose the Virgin Mary I want to be blessed among the women Blessed among the men too Oh God, choose me, use me I want angels to visit me Please choose me for your glory Oh, oh God, choose me, choose me I heard about what happened to the Blessed Virgin Mary. The angel of the Lord came unto her and said, Hail thou art highly favored, blessed art thou amongst women, and the Lord is with you. Thou art highly favored. Oh God, choose me, use me. Just like you chose the Virgin Mary I want to be blessed among the women Blessed among the men too Oh God, choose me, use me I want angels to visit me Please choose me for your glory Oh, oh, oh God, choose me, use me, use me Oh, oh, oh Choose me, use me, use me Oh When Mary saw the angel She was troubled at his saying What manner of salutation This should be The angel said fear not For thou hast found favor with God Thou shalt conceive and bear a son Call his name Jesus Oh God choose me, use me Just like you chose the Virgin Mary I want to be blessed among the women Blessed among the men too Oh God choose, use me, use me I want angels to visit me God choose me for your glory Oh, 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 oh God Use me, use me, use me Oh, oh, oh Choose me, use me, use me Oh He shall be great He shall be called the son of the highest The Lord shall give unto him The throne of his father David And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever And of his kingdom there shall be no end Oh God, choose me, use me 
Just like you chose the Virgin Mary I want to be blessed among the women Blessed among the men too Oh God, choose me, use me I want angels to visit me God, use me for your glory Oh, 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 oh God, choose me, use me, use me Oh, oh, oh Use me, use me, use me. Oh, Mary said, How should these things be? Seeing that I know not a man, the angel of the Lord answered her and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. That holy thing which thou shalt conceive shall be called the Son of the Oh God, choose me, use me Just like you chose the Virgin Mary I want to be blessed among the women Blessed among the men too Oh God, choose me, use me I want angels to visit me God, use me for your glory Oh, 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 oh Choose me, choose me, choose me, oh, oh God, choose me, use me, choose me, use me, choose me, use me, oh Lord, choose me, use me, choose me, use me, choose me, use me, oh Lord, choose me, choose me, for your glory, choose me and use me for your glory oh, choose me and use me choose me and use me lord choose me and use me oh 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 god choose me use me choose me use me choose me use me oh god choose me use me choose me use me choose me use me let him ask him to choose you, use you, choose you. I will you make yourself available for him to use? Say, choose me, use me, choose me, use me. Oh, oh, God, choose me, use me, choose me, use me, choose me, use me. Oh, God, choose me, use me. Oh, 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 oh choose me.